has stepped up, 103-yard touchdown return, and somewhere in the neighborhood of 220 all-purpose yards. Yeah. And uh, you got to love that kind of depth on a football team. Yeah, I was, was mentioning before the game, it's, it's like two years running now where Alex Morrison was an electric kick returner three years ago. Then last year they tried to avoid him by kicking it to Marcus Davis, and he burned teams. And then this year uh, Pinto is doing the same, and uh, we'll see uh, who ends up returning them in this contest. But uh, to start things off, it's going to be the Huskies taking in the opening kickoff as the T-Birds in their sharp new blue jerseys with the gold trim, a very simple design, looking very sharp on this Friday evening against the Huskies in their classic green and white and white tops and the green shorts it's always great to start the game with van gilswick a solid yes. kicker and uh usually gets him off to a good start former all canadian looks to give it a boot with his big right leg it heads down pretty short kick just outside the 20 but it's going to cause a fumble here and saskatchewan is just going to have to fall on it uh bit of a tricky kick there for van gilswick turned out in t-bird's favor was lance Boschutsky who couldn't get a hold of that one so huskies will be starting from their 20 yard line yeah, a little bit of nerves to start the game. Uh, looks shaky coming up on the ball, and he's lucky he got back on top of that. Wyshutski come into this contest, uh, 11 kick returns for 337 yards, an average of just over 30, but he'll get about zero on that one. So Burko's got a pretty long field to start with here as he's heading from left to right. On the right hash from just along the 22, he steps that pass on first down. He's swinging out to the right side. It's going to be caught. And just a couple extra yards there. I believe that was uh, Mitch Hillis on the reception. Uh, he's one of the top receivers for this Saskatchewan team. We'll be calling his, his name a bunch. Part of the Hillis family who's been uh, part of this Saskatchewan team for many years and has burned the T-Birds secondary. Yeah, if you've followed the Huskies at all, you've uh, been calling the Hillis name for a few decades, it seems like. Averaging 116 yards per game so far this season. He gets... A pickup there, about 15 on first down. Gonna hand it off on first down here again. Is diving straight forward there was Chow. We got a couple of yards there. So it was Jarvis James actually on the carry. Got a couple. Actually brought down by Boyd Richardson. Yeah, Boyd Richardson. Definitely uh, a name we started to call out a little bit more but uh, nice to see that good strong play off the defensive end crashing down on the line and a uh, good solid wrap-up tackle once he got him he wasn't going anywhere so balls just across the 40-yard line and brings up about second and four here on the right hash in the shotgun burko will field this team he's gonna hand it off again trying to dart outside back through the middle james is hit after a couple it's gonna be close to first down yard it's just shy of the 45 Yanni Cabalis got in there and gave him a good tackle to stick him in his tracks. And it looks like they're going to be just short. Yeah, a little bit of motivation in this game for Cabalis, uh, native of Regina, former player for the Regina Thunder. And uh, he thundered on down that line and uh, just short of the first down stop here. So they are going to go for it. It's less than a yard, a couple of inches there. So big chance here for UBC to maybe get a turnover on downs and get some good short field here. So... So the Burko right under center is crowded in the middle. Diving forward, gets a couple yards stopped and tries on a second effort. Do you believe that was Kyle Siemens in there on short yardage for the Huskies? Diving forward and uh, ref's got his right arm in the air pointing towards the T-Bird end zone and I will move the chains. Successful third down conversion for the Huskies. Almost a standard play in Canada. Yeah. When you see those linemen go down in a four-point stance, uh, 
you know they're coming, and the quarterback generally just tucks in behind, and uh, great first down there for Saskatchewan. So just inside the right hash, one guy wide out left, two in motion there. Fake the handoff, rolling up to the left. It's going to be caught by Hillis again at the 45. He's going to hear us midfield, still going around, just steps out of bounds, past midfield, gets enough for the first down. Eventually pushed out by Anthony Blackwell, but enough for the first down. Yeah, good hustle by Blackwell getting out there. That uh, came a long way on making that uh, push out of bounds. Otherwise, that would have gone for a bit longer game. So no problems again for Burko yet to make an incomplete pass. Ball's just across midfield on the left hash here. A couple of minutes gone so far in this first quarter. Seems to be some confusion. Yeah, they are moving them. I said it looks like <laughs> a first down from here, but the, the stick crew wasn't budging until they got the official word. So they eventually do get things set up here. And the whistle blows to get things back in motion. Burko again in the shotgun. And it's going to be f blown dead. Is a little bit of movement on that front line there, and that's going to halt that play in his tracks, move the ball back. We were talking earlier about uh, the point on the UBC defense where uh, I think after that 48-point performance by the Bisons, they want to see a little bit of improvement. Seems like the back end's been playing pretty well with Loeffler uh, back at the safety position. Good, strong year for him so far. And uh, some pretty solid play from the linebackers. So we're going to be looking looking in on the defensive line to see how they hold up when Saskatchewan does run the ball. But so far, they seem to be content with play action and uh, straight-ahead passing game. Legal procedure puts the ball back on the Saskatchewan territory at the 51. Brings up first and 15 here. Burko in the shotgun, three in motion. Clean snap, fakes the handoff, rolling out to his right again. Another high pass can be caught on the right sideline, eventually pushed out of bounds there. But close to first down yardage was Yol Piok. Eventually pushed out by Kevin Weens, but gets about 12 yards on that play. But you know it will be 16 as it'll move the chains. A little bit of bumper pool there. Weens yeah. pushed him, and then uh, one of his teammates got in and got a good lick on him before he went out of bounds. So. Uh, interesting shift there. Uh, UBC's gone to a three-man line, and uh, I think that's in response to the heavy passing component we're seeing out of Saskatchewan. So Burko again on the right hash this time. Again, faking that handoff and rolling right, and wide open is Hillis, and he's going to dive forward towards the 30. And again, a first down conversion, moving the chains, and Chris Adams just a little bit late. And Huskies are having to wait. They actually know there was a late flag on the play, so that's going to nullify that, and T-Birds get a bit of a break. So far, the referee's flags are going the T-Bird's way. But uh, you can see what's happening in the backfield, that short little play action honoring the strong run game. Uh, just freezing the linebackers, and it's opening up seams just in behind the backers and going vertically uh, between the halfbacks uh, and the safety for Saskatchewan to exploit. And it was a hold against the Huskies. Brings the ball back to uh, the 52 of the T-Birds. First and 20 here. Three in motion out to the left. He's passing again. Kind of a hesitation. It's going to be a dump off to James, and he's stuck right in his tracks. That was Troy Hansen with a good hit right behind the line of scrimmage. Bring us up a long second and long. Yeah, 20 yards. you got to be aware of that screenplay coming, and UBC uh, sniffed that out well. They were they were anticipated that in great positioning to stop that game. Loss of two there. A title for a loss by Hansen. Second and 22 here. 10.40 to go in this first quarter. UBC looking for a stop. The Huskies had their way for the most of this drive, but the penalties have helped keep the T-Birds in 
track. Going on the right sideline here. Going to be caught in the clear. Oh, the saving tackle there. Saved the touchdown, but a great catch there by number 80, Julian Lynch. Stavros Castatonis saved the touchdown there, but a great second down conversion by the Huskies. As Lynch got behind, or, yeah, it was Lynch there, got behind the defense. Yeah, Lynch came off the line strong. He, he looks like a big, strong receiver. I, I'm not sure where he ranks in their passing stats, but uh, he's got certainly got the body and the look of a person that you'd want to be keeping a close eye on out there. 12 receptions were 131 yards so far this season. Going to hand it off on first down here, diving out through the middle there. James got a step. He floors the shoulder, diving forward close to the end line. Chris Adams finally brought him down. Yeah, good solid run. Lots of open space for these running backs with the respect for the passing game. And uh, Chris Adams uh, made contact and, and held his ground. There was no no yards after contact. Good solid tackle by Adams. James again just found a little seam and drove straight forward. And ball's now on the two-yard line. James looks to be the lead back right now, even though it's been Tyler Chow who's been the leading rusher for the Huskies so far this season, averaging over 100 per game. But James is the guy. He's be right under center. Siemens in the game for the Huskies. He's going to hand it off on first down. James diving forward. Gets a bit of a shuffle close to the line. The Huskies have got their arms in the air. The refs still haven't yet. He's just shy. I, I believe he's about Yeah, just uh, shy. Falls back to the one-yard line. And, uh, yeah, he did come down just just shy of the, shy of the goal line. Despite all the uh, arms raised by his teammates, <laughs> the, the refs had a pretty good angle on that. So he picks up about a yard. So half the distance to the goal line there. Looks like they'll try it all over again as Siemens again will be in the, for the Huskies in right under center. He'll take that one. He's going to dive straight forward himself this time, and no question that time. The ref throws his arms in the air, and the Huskies put forward a very, very strong drive there. And they'll take an early lead, 6 nothing right now. What a five-minute, six-minute drive there. Yeah, good strong drive for Saskatchewan to start. And uh, like we saw earlier on the short yarded situation, the line comes in, get into that four-point stance, and QB uh, just tucks in right behind for a squeak over the line for their first touchdown. So coming on the extra point here is Sean Stinger. He's eight for eight so far this season. Hillis with the hole. It's up and it's right through. So they get 7 nothing here for the Huskies. They're scoring on their first possession here. Yeah, now it's an opportunity for UBC to answer back. Uh, good, good first drive for Saskatchewan. I think uh, you'll see the UBC defense huddle up on the sideline and talk a little bit about uh, what can be done differently there. Uh, maybe a little bit of a different uh, rush package, a blitz package on the quarterback uh, through that heavy dose of passing we just saw on that drive. Yeah, UBC didn't do, couldn't do much there. Uh, Huskies pretty much had their way with the T-Birds on that drive. It was a 90-yard drive, and it was Siemens who brought it in with the one-yard touchdown there. The big play on that one was a second and 22, or Julian Lynch holding a 30-yard pass to bring it in. So Stinger will kick it off as the T-Birds will elect to return here as Davis and Pinto are back for the kick. It's going to be a short kick fielded by Pinto along the right side at the 25. He's going to cut back towards the middle, trying to find a Siemens. He's going up the middle. Got a little bit of space. He's going to be hit just shy of the 40-yard line, but a She's still on his feet, really wrapped up about a 37, but a good return there by Pinto of about 25 yards. Shane Buchanan, the one who stuck him in his track, so UBC will be starting this drive from about 37-yard line. Yeah, good-looking return from uh, Pinto. 
they're averaging somewhere around 24 and a half yards uh, for special teams play on the returns and uh, that was a good solid run and nice to see him keep his feet uh, despite the gang tackling attempt from Saskatchewan. So we'll see what Michael O'Connor has got in store for this drive. See if he can answer here. In the shotgun. High snap. He brings it down. It's going to Pinto out to the side. Slings it away. He's wide open trying to get some yards after catch. Still on his feet. A big hit near the end of that play. But he does get about eight or nine yards there. Eventually brought down by number 40, uh, Vince Greco. Another good solid play from Pinto. He picked up right where he's left off from the Manitoba game. And uh, it's good to see him coming on strong. Uh, diversity on the team is something Coach Neil will be uh, very appreciative to have as the season wears Yeah, on. ten different receivers have brought in a pass for the UBC so far this season. So Connor, never afraid to spread it out. They're going to bring out the chains to measure this one. Bring it all the way across the field. Make the refs jog it all the way. Yeah, a good opportunity for UBC to... Kind of dip dip into the playbook and see if they've uh, if they are a bit short here. Wouldn't be surprised to see him take a big shot because they're about two yep. chain lengths short <laughs> of the first down, and maybe this is a good chance to to catch uh, Saskatchewan with a big play of their own. And that game last week, they had some pretty uh, impressive touchdown catches where the O'Connor really aired it out, and Watson brought one in, Morrison brought one in, and yeah, O'Connor, he's not afraid. He's very good at those sharp short passes through the middle but uh yeah he's not afraid to air it out and we'll see what maybe he has here because yeah it's super super short after pinto got a couple extra yards after hauling that pass in yeah he's looking every part uh you know the you look at his size you look at his pedigree and he's certainly delivering on every aspect of that for ubc so far this season no oh, connor's just going to be under center here so say they have but going to dive straight forward and easily get that first down. Bit of a scramble, but looks like it's going to be an easy first down for the T-Birds. That'll move the chains. The ref points forward. Dane Bishop in there, who's getting the last hit. Yeah, you know we're going to be calling the Bishop's name a few times yeah. tonight. That was a, I guess the only way we could describe it was like a corkscrew tackle. He came <laughs> over the line and sort of spiraled all the way yeah. down uh, PB's body right down into the ground. and First down, UBC. Ball's on the left hash of the 49-yard line. O'Connor in the shotgun. He's got three guys out wide to the right. High snap again. Hand off the shot. Straight up the middle. Lowers the head. He gets a yard, though, up to the 50. He was stuck in his tracks by Justin Filto. Yeah, good solid contact right at the line. Doesn't look like uh, maybe about a half-yard gain. And Shams is a... Great running back talent. They call him Banger because he just lowers his head and runs through the line. And two years ago, he put up huge totals. Last year, he struggled a bit, and he's battled injuries a bit this year. In his last season with the T-Birds, here comes O'Connor on second down, looking downfield. A lot of time. Gets it off just in time, and he's just going to throw it out of bounds as he took a big hit as soaring through the line there. It looked like that was Dylan Kemp, and O'Connor was lucky just to not take a sack there. So we see uh, we forced a punt here for the first time this game. Yeah, Kemp came through, and again, O'Connor, you gotta gotta respect what he's doing there. Uh, he stood in, and he bought himself that extra half second to make that throw, and, and took quite a lick in the process. So Van Gilswick back for his first punt of the game so far, one of the best in the nation in that regard. He's averaging about 46 yards per punt so far, and this one kicks it from the 40, another hard one, right about to the 20-yard line where it's fielded, juking out to the left side. Very short return there. 
It was John Trumpy there. Maybe got a couple yards there, but again, good downfield coverage by the T-Birds. Starting the Huskies out with the long field. Yeah, not too much in the return game for Saskatchewan yet. They had a, a bobbled kickoff and a, a short return. And that all eyes will be on the UBC front four or front three on this defense uh, to see if they can get some heat uh, on the Saskatchewan quarterback. So far, we're just not seeing. Uh, they haven't got close. They haven't got a hit or a hurry up uh, out of them yet. So about a 70-yard punt there by Van Gilswick, again showing off that really strong leg. Yeah, Burko, uh, no incompletions on that last drive, so uh, UBC's got to try something, and uh, Jarvis James also had his way, juking his way through that T-Bird front line. Sun just setting down here at UBC Thunderbird Stadium out over the Pacific Ocean. Friday night lights here. Can't think about a better location. A no. good weather night. This is a wonderful place to take in a football game. Crowd still trickling in. Uh, we're a bit, bit afraid at first. Uh, homecoming was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, the announced crowd was just under 7,000, but those people are looking at Google Maps and all that stuff and estimated maybe even up close to 9,000 fans. Um, nowhere close to that total tonight, but it still looks to be a good crowd cheering it's them on. It's filling in. Yep. It's filling in. It's not too bad. Fashionably late. Everyone. <laughs> Typical Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we're at the media timeout right here. And as soon as I say that, Huskies break and come out to start their second drive of the game. they got a touchdown on their first one. Burko back in the shotgun. Going to hand it off on first down. Juking through James. He's got another good run. Gets about eight or nine yards there before he was in eventually brought down. That time it was uh, Terrell Davis on the tackle. Yeah, pretty good gain uh, for James. They seem to really have gone away from Chow and looking uh, almost exclusively at James so far in the rushing game. So it's going to be about second and two here on that left hash mark. Yeah, interesting to see, uh, giving just a different look to this T-Birds defense. Going to hand it off again. He's going to try and bounce to the left side, but he's wrapped up really quickly, tackled for a loss. Huge play there by the UBC defenders. Connor Griffiths bringing him down for a loss of a couple, and Huskies are going to be forced to punt and two and out. Good on the defense and good on the, the defensive line. That was a great play by Griffiths. Knifing in there, and uh, Saskatchewan may have just gone to the well one too many yeah. times. So it'll be the first punt here by Sean Stenger. He has been averaging 40.3 yards per punt so far this season. Mark da Marcus Davis is camped out around his own 38 right now. The dangerous weapon and a couple whistles will halt any progress in its tracks. I noticed Marcus Davis has the number 250 on his towel uh, out on the field. I'm not sure what hmm. that's for, but interesting. We'll have a try and figure that out. A bit of a dig in, see what yeah. we can find on it. Maybe that's how many all-purpose yards he'll put up today. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise <laughs> me. See what he can do here. You never know just what Marcus Davis has got up his sleeve. From the very wobbly kick bounces around just midfield and goes out of bounds. So, again, maybe just some mind games by Marcus Davis there. Stenger had the one go off the side of his foot and only went about 30 yards or so. So UBC will be starting around midfield. I think a bit of a reputation punt. Yeah. Definitely aiming for the sidelines, but I think they wanted to get a little bit farther downfield yeah. uh, on that. So uh, short holding Saskatchewan to a short drive, and now it's UBC's turn to answer. 
setting up shop on uh, their 51-yard line. So Connor in the shotgun again, out for his second series. Fakes the handoff and hands it out on the end around. Davis is trying to get that corner, and he does. He turns it. He's in midfield now. Gets a block. Still going. Steps out of bounds. Just past the 45-yard line. Marcus Davis, that speed on display there, getting around the corner and picks up around 15. And she pushed out by Taylor Wren. Yeah, so much fun to watch Marcus Davis. You can see the, the engine firing on all cylinders, and once he gets that corner, he squares his shoulders, and he's gone north-south. A beautiful run. Ball now on the UBC, sorry, the Saskatchewan. 44, clean snap, Deschamps handoff. He tries to go up the middle, tries to step outside, and then reaches forward towards the 40-yard line, gets about four yards there. Eventually is brought down by Vince Greco, but Deschamps trying to pop it outside, but not much doing there. Yeah, a little bit of a backfield cross. We haven't seen that play out of UBC, and fake uh, to Marcus Davis, and then coming back to Deschamps, and he... Uh, Pounds for about a looks about a three-yard gain, four-yard gain uh, over the left-hand side of the line. Second and seven, four and a half minutes to go in this first quarter. UBC down seven, nothing, right on the edge of Van Gilswick's field goal range. O'Connor's passing, looking right now, looking across the middle. He's got Watson open, picked off on the ten-yard line. Is he overthrew Watson and coming down the right side and eventually pushed out of bounds? It was Brett Beckler who just a little bit of a bobble, but managed to hold on to it and. Huge interception as O'Connor just overthrew Watson and Huskies get a stopping the ball back. Yeah, and I had uh, had good having a look at O'Connor through the spyglasses here, and uh, he was hurried up a little bit. There yeah. was a breakthrough on the line, and uh, he had to step up a little bit quicker than I think he wanted to to throw that ball, and it just sailed on him. It's his second interception of the season so far. And it brings the Huskies with the ball on their own 30-yard line. And Burko, another chance to get right back at it. He's going to air it out across the middle again. And it's going to be caught there. A flag on the play comes up right on the catch. But it was Lynch who brought it down before being tackled by Termanson. Yeah, it's a funny spot. Might get a offensive pass uh, interference push-off. Oh, on the Against defense. UBC. So it's about a seven-yard pickup. Wait to see what the call is. Pass interference on UBC. So, Got a let's go T-Birds chant rising up here. And it is pass interference against the TBC. Instead of first down, Huskies, 3.56 to go. Yeah, spot of the ball, first down. A lot of UBC games this so far this season have started out a little slow before turning into a bit of a shootout. So see how this goes. High snap by Burko. Hands it off on the left side. Buchanan carrying it this time. Lower in the head. Trying to rumble his way for a few yards. Gets maybe three or so. Shane Buchanan on his first carry of the game. Eventually stuck in his tracks there. That was Yanni Cablis. Almost a mirror of... Uh UBC's run, a little bit of a backfield cross, and uh, he's having a look outside. He, he really seems to be liking what he's got with uh, Josh Shanga. Uh, sorry, not Josh Shanga. Julian Lynch out on his right side, uh, working against Termanson. They're, they're having a bit of a battle out there. So the five-yard run says up second and five. Burkle looking to pass. Aaron and out deep down the right side. Looking for Hillis, and he easily carries it in, trying to make a move, but he's eventually wrapped out of bounds by Loeffler, but Hillis... Again, showing why he's one of the best receivers in the conference. Easily hauling in that pass, and Burko, a beautiful 
just laid it right into his hands. It's interesting that watching after a big pass like that, you always look at the, the person who's making the tackling and who they look back at in terms of where's my support, where's my help, where's the additional cover. And a uh, bit of a discussion happening between the halfbacks and the safety for UBC after a big game by Saskatchewan. So about a 40-yard pass and run there by the Huskies. Brings the ball down to the UBC 21. Burko's going to pass again. Looking to cross to the end zone. Lynch wide open. Easily hauls it in. And Huskies gain about 70 yards in two plays. And just like that, six more points on the board. And they're up 13-0. We talked earlier about uh, this UBC defense needing to answer the bell. And being very, very interested where yeah. Saskatchewan would pick. And I think we know. Uh, they certainly like that big wideout on the right-hand <laughs> side. He's working mercilessly on Tremanson right now. And uh, UBC is going to have to make a, make an adjustment, I think, because it's uh, looking pretty easy for big number 80 for Saskatchewan right now. So yeah, with 60 yards in two plays, looking very easy. We've got a flag right before the extra point is kicked. But, yeah, it was a 40-yard pass from Burko to Hillis. And on the very next play, it was Burko to Lynch for a 20-yard touchdown pass. Illegal procedure on the extra point brings it back 10 yards. Yeah, quite a combination. Uh, Hillis and Lynch, uh, they look good out there. Yeah, and, uh, they've had their way. They're, they're getting open. Burko's still yet to throw it in completion. He's, he's getting great protection and uh, making the T-Birds pay. Uh, extra point is up and no doubt there. So they get 14-0 Huskies as they've got to a fantastic start. They've turned that O'Connor pick into seven points. Yeah, I have to say I'm impressed with the, the timing factor I'm seeing with Saskatchewan. Yeah. It seems that Burko has got an internal clock that's synced with his receivers, and uh, he's getting the ball out quick. Uh, and as we said earlier, UBC hasn't got a lick on him yet. It'll be interesting to see if they can uh, on this upcoming drive. So we'll have Davis and Pinto back to receive the kick. Yeah, Saskatchewan's a team that started the year 0-2, and... Uh, they knew that they were in trouble. That's something you don't see often. It was the first time since 2002 that they'd started out with two straight losses. But their head coach, Brian Tauris, in his 31st season with the Huskies, one of the best in the business, squaring off against one of the other best in the business, Blake Neal. But so far, Tauris is having his way in a short squib kick. They're really just very afraid of Pinto and Davis. And a fumble. It's on the turf. It looks like UBC will retain possession. But... Um, looks like there was Cummings out there. Had to just clank off his hands. So Edgar Nelson... Eventually yeah. was able to fall on it, so Big <laughs> it was tight a end. disaster. I think he'd have a little more uh, give yeah. in the hands. He looked kind of <laughs> awkward going up for that one. But again, just Huskies want nothing to do with UBC's dangerous kick returners. We're willing to salvage a few yards just to avoid that big play. So here comes O'Connor again, trying to avenge that interception. He's going to be passing on first down. Quick throw out to the right, being caught by Morrison, trying to make a move. Wrapped up very quickly, though, after about a six-yard gain is Lance Paschutsky. On the tackle. Yeah, I think Saskatchewan will be you know, content to give up that play. It's a five-yard gain, nothing yep. to sneeze at. And uh, it's good to see Morrison getting involved in the game. So second and five here, under two minutes to go in this first quarter. Hubert's heading from right to left. O'Connor again in the shotgun with Deschamps right next to him. He'll be passing again. Looking across the middle. He's got another man. I don't know how he got it. Oh, it's picked off again by the Huskies. And running it down the field. A chance. O'Connor's the only guy back there. And a big move. O'Connor can't make that tackle. And pick six. The Huskies, as it's 
Justin Filto returning it to the house and the Huskies just like that up 20 to nothing. Yeah, the ball was on target. Just a bit of a bobble and as it was coming in, Filto reached in and he got an early Christmas present. Uh, that you don't see that happen too often at this level of football. Yeah. And, uh, he, he turned immediately and uh, sort of every linebacker's dream, one-on-one yeah. one with the quarterback, uh, come and tackle me, buddy. Well, such a tight seam he's trying to fit it through, and I was about to say, I don't know how he got it through that seam, because I thought, I think that was man, the attended receiver. I'm like, I don't know how he got it through there, and then Filto just broke away from the pack, and he was gone, and O'Connor didn't really have much chance there. He was backpedaling, and Filto made it look pretty easy. So about a 40-yard pick six, and extra point is good. I think a 21 nothing Huskies. Wow. Seems like uh, <laughs> Saskatchewan offense, Jeez, or I mean yeah. the UBC offense is architecting a little bit of their, their hole to dig out of here, but I think the but entire team is backpedaling at this point. But uh, like you said uh, before the game, turnovers and forced, that's the Huskies right there. They've already had two takeaways, two interceptions. Make that eight already on the season. Yep. Big play defense, right? And uh, some teams just have a knack for it, and yeah. you know, getting a strip off a receiver is, uh, you know, I'm yeah. pretty sure we won't see that again all year. But uh, what a great play by number 41 for Saskatchewan, and I'm looking for the conversation space on UBC right now, and I'm seeing a lot of people <laughs> standing around, yeah. and maybe they want to be getting in a group and talking a little bit about what's happening. We're still not even past the first quarter yet, and Stenger again is just lining up to get a high boot, and he's... <laughs> Another kind of a dangerous play field. Maybe a bit of space going on the right side. Oh, it was almost a bit of a dangerous return there. Marshall Cook was up to speed, but eventually brought out of bounds around the 50-yard line. So, again, Huskies just nothing to do with Pinto and Davis. But UBC again, a pretty short field set around their 50. So O'Connor, uh, <laughs> he couldn't avenge the last interception. Let's <laughs> see if he can avenge the past two interceptions now. Yeah, after the last home game, Blake Neal, interesting observation on his team. He broke it down into halves. And... Coming into this game, he wanted to see a strong second half out of his defense, and I'm sure he wasn't prepared to exchange the first half of the offense he's seen so far. So ball's on the 50 here. O'Connor back to pass again. Looking at a little short pass. Hits Watson in stride. Lowers the shoulder. Still trying to drag his way forward. Gets about eight on the catch and carry. Eventually was brought down by Justin Filtu, the man who just returned that interception for a touchdown. So it's like O'Connor just... Maybe slow it down a little bit, get those completions. That's what worked well for them two weeks ago here. Yeah, great play play call by Barato. Just keep it short, keep it simple, get him back to basics, and get moving those chains. That's what Watson's first catch of the evening. He is, leads this team in receptions coming into the game. The hand up to Deschamps on second down, cuts his way forward and gets good yardage there, and he'll move the chains. He picks him up about three or four there. A good run to Deschamps to maybe get things going a little bit. Eventually was brought down by Vince Greco. Yeah, good, powerful run by Deschamps. You saw a couple of heads snapping back in there like uh, they were on a roller coaster ride. Good, good, strong run. Nice to see that out of Brandon. Moves the ball across the 50-yard line. Right in the middle of the field. First and 10. 20 seconds left in this first quarter. O'Connor in the shotgun with Deschamps to his left. Four in motion. Fakes the handoff. Looking out left again to Watson. He hauls it in. Around the 45, it's maybe three or four yards. Still on his feet. Again, that Husky team just trying to rip it free, but Watson held on tight. His helmet got ripped off. Yell onto the ball, though, and did about three yards before Ben Whiting stopped him in his tracks. 
Yeah, I was saying to uh, CJ earlier, we certainly saw a much improved game out of Watson after uh, his performance in Manitoba and looking forward to calling this number here. And what's great, great about that play is that should lift the team. Good, strong run, battling, losing this helmet and still battling. <laughs> So big second down here, last play of the first quarter, second and eight. O'Connor waves his hands around, directing traffic, low snap, but gets it off, down and just overthrew Cook. He was home free, but O'Connor just rushed it a little bit, that low snap maybe threw him out of sync a bit, but a good route run there by Cook, or sorry, that was Malcolm Lee actually, but just out of his reach, and again, you see their first play of the second quarter is going to be a punt. Yeah, we talked about that in the last home game as well. We noticed the uh, snapping game was a little bit erratic. It's been solid through most of the first quarter. But, uh, again, that low snap just causing the quarterback's timing to be off. Uh, just a couple of yards, a little bit too far for Lee. Otherwise, that could have been a, a touchdown pass. So the Huskies uh, <laughs> might not have been a perfect half a quarter, but... Uh, Pretty darn close. Uh, 21 points, six or seven of them coming on uh, interception, seven of them coming off of an interception, and the first one coming after a beautifully orchestrated 90-yard drive. A couple of penalties, maybe they're only blemishes, but yeah, Burko was perfect in that quarter. We'll get some exact stats for you pretty soon as they'll be delivered our way. But it looks like he was eight of eight for 149 yards, one touchdown. Jarvis James, six attempts for 30 yards. And then Lynch, uh, so far with the most catches, three for 69 and the one touchdown. And the other touchdown coming when Kyle Siemens dove across the uh, uh, the line for a one-yard touchdown score. So on the other side of the ball, O'Connor, those two interceptions really glaring right now as they've been turned into 14 points. Yeah, and you think uh, O'Connor will take that as a bit of fuel, get yeah. his game tamed down and... Uh, Get his team under control. The game's not out of reach by any means. Oh, it's but, uh, <laughs> Canadian it's football. This could be the fourth quarter, and it'd still <laughs> be in reach. Yeah. A lot of game left. Opportunity here to pin uh, Saskatchewan quite deep yeah. with uh, Van Gelsick's strong leg. And uh, I think the returner knows it, too. He's backed up. He's right under the shadow of the goalposts. With Van Gilswick, too, you know, he, he might just win that one loose and try and go for a rouge. Who knows? Good old Canadian rouge. Yeah. I love that. The Rouge Master. So he'll be kicking this one for around UBC 50-yard line. Back there waiting for it, I believe, is Piuk. But his man goes, once he gets rid of it, end over end, bounced around the 10-yard line, took some weird hop, and it is corralled in just shy of the end line, and UBC does get that big stop right there on the three-yard line or so. Great coverage again. Leading the charge there was Warren Reese. Yeah, great. Great play by Reese. Uh, Chris Adams was down there to assist. <clears throat> and they're going to be starting out at the three-yard line. Fantastic. Uh, making the, the most of a bad situation for UBC. So a 55-yard punt there by Van Gilswick. Pinning him right inside the two-yard line there. As Husky's got a long field to work with. See what Burgo can do this time. He'll take this snap from about a couple yards deep in his end zone. They're going to hand it off on first down. Going out the right side, Chow's got some space. He's stuffed it around the six. Good play by UBC's front line to stop him after he got some good penetration. 
Yeah, the entire line was in on that tackle. First time, I think, uh, first or second time we've seen Chow get the ball in the game, and uh, great response out of the UBC line. They swarmed to him and limiting him to a three-yard gain. So big defensive stop here for UBC. Second and seven or so from the Saskatchewan five. Berker will take this on the end line. Looks back to pass. Looking middle again. He's airing it out deep. Looking for Hillis. He dives just out of his reach. And UBC does get that stop. Actually, the intended receiver there was John Trumpy. Would have been a phenomenal catch. Could he corral it in? But good coverage there by Kevin Weens. It'll force a Manitoba, or sorry, uh, Saskatchewan. But I don't know where Manitoba came from. Yeah, great play by Weens. That was a, he was right in his hip pocket the whole time. And uh, receiver probably was hearing the footsteps as the ball was coming in because Weens was closing fast. And I shouldn't say it will force a punt. I would not be surprised if they just concede a safety here. As Smart play. Halfway through the end zone is Stenger. It'll be a clean snap. And he does just set his knee, right knee down on the turf and concede the couple points. So UBC is on the board finally. They get 21-2. to They'll get the ball back here. Some progress for the T-Rays. They'll take it. Yeah. Defense coming up big there to help out that struggling offense. Yeah, and with the rhythm of the game, that's great to see. Having UBC uh, defense hold them there is a good momentum builder, something that they can hopefully build on uh, as they head into this second quarter. So I took about a minute and a half off the clock. UBC getting their first two and out as that was Burko's first incompletion of the contest so far. The Huskies will punt this one from their 35-yard line. Back will be Pinto and Davis. We'll see. Well, they'll maybe get to touch the ball this go around. It's great to see uh, offensive coordinator Steve Barato on the sidelines talking to Michael O'Connor. They're putting their heads together. Uh, what are you seeing out there? You know, getting some play calls advanced early and uh, probably, you know, narrowing the playbook down a little bit for this uh, upcoming drive for the offense. So the boot will come line drive kick. Kicks a couple of bounces. Hard liner. Then you corral them by Davis, who's going to try and get up the speed, trying to find a seam, but couldn't really find one. Brought down around the 30-yard line. Good coverage there by the Huskies as they continue to mix it up, and so far so good for them. Leading the charge there, Dane Bishop, the tackle. Who else? Bishop, he's yeah. all over the place here tonight for Saskatchewan, having a good solid game. The reigning CIS Defensive Player of the Week. He was very strong last week. Uh, nine tackles, a sack, and a forced fumble. Mucking things up right in the middle of the field. So here comes UBC. First possession of this second quarter. O'Connor in the shotgun. Three to the left and two to the right. Weaves his hands out to his side. He's going to swing it out to the right now. Going to be caught by Davis. See what he can do. Jukes in. Trying to get it to the right side, but a fantastic tackle there. That was Taylor Wren wrapped up Davis. Good job there. No, diff no easy task to wrap up Davis in the open field. Yeah, interesting adjustment. They split Davis out. Uh, into the slot position, so went away from the traditional two backfield that we've seen, uh, two running back backfield that we've seen so far this game, and a quick little uh, screen pass out to him, and one-on-one, um, -on -one. and um, Rand got the better of him on that one this time. Pick up about four yards, brings up second and six here. Connor will pass again, bit of a low snap, he's got some time across the middle, tipped in the air! Late flag on the play, Davis was the intended target, or maybe it was Watson, they were both kind of crisscrossing through the middle. The flag right near the end of the play is with Justin Filto on the coverage. Filto's having a strong game. He got a 
just enough of that ball to tip it off course. And UBC is going to get lucky here as it's going to be against the Huskies. Did you catch the call? I Looks like pass interference. Pass interference. That's the second one. So. So, T-Birds bailed out there. That'll move the chains. Their first first down in the, of this first second quarter. Brings the ball up just shy of the 50-yard line. T-Birds haven't spent much time inside Husky territory so far. It's important for them to put together, a, string together a drive here. They're certainly hustling up to the line. and. Yep. Showing some energy in that part of the game. Ball's on the right hash. Stevens now heading from left to right on your radio dial and TV screen. O'Connor take this one again, and he will pass. Very casual. Swings it out to the left side. He had tons of time. It almost looked too casual. He completely missed Trivell Pinto. Makes up second and ten. Yeah, he. Uh, the thing I've seen about O'Connor that I like is he's usually... You know, transferring that weight on his throws, and he's definitely flat-footed. He just let that kind of go, yeah. uh, sandlot style. And, yeah, kind of uh, slung it out there. Yeah, and he uh, he was way off target. Bit of a cavalier uh, approach <laughs> here. Second and ten, under 12 to go in this first half. Four out to the left. Pinto's cutting through the middle there. O'Connor got some time this time. Sling through the middle. Great pass. Going to hit Lee in stride. Gets across the 40. Right in between the Husky defense, Lee just found a seam and a big conversion on second and ten. Lance Poshutsky eventually brought him down, but uh, after about a 25-yard pickup. Yeah, interesting. You see O'Connor back to chopping his feet. He stepped up in the pocket. There was some good outside pressure from number 71 from the Huskies, and uh, O'Connor just climbed the ladder and stepped into that throw, and what a great positive outcome. That's the O'Connor that... Everyone expects to see. See what he can do here now. Ball's on the 37. He's gonna pass again. Going up for Watson. Just under his fingertips and tip And is it? Yes, it is intercepted again. I, are gonna be I don't think this one's gonna go forward. I, I had a. I think the best seat in the house on this one. And if the uh, back umpire uh, overrules the side judge. Uh, otherwise, no yes. incomplete pass. Yes. Yeah, that ball hit the ground yeah. for sure. Again, but following the the trajectory of the pass, O'Connor's back to a flat-footed throw, yeah. and the ball sailing on him. And uh, you know his receivers are, are going up, and it's like the reverse tip drill. You yeah, don't exactly. want to be doing that on offense because <laughs> the safeties will feast uh, on you with uh, tipping that pass. But uh, yeah. you know, hopefully, the UBC coaches are seeing O'Connor's just. He seems to be a little bit inconsistent with his delivery tonight. Yeah, Watson did all he could to get his frame up there just on his fingertips, and UBC gets another chance. O'Connor flings it out again. He's got a man down there on the left side, making a move. Cummings trying to get around that corner. He's pushed back, what but he will get enough play. with. Sorry, that was Marshall Cook on the reception. Yeah, Cook, we saw uh, he, he got that uh, kickoff snag earlier, but yeah. what a great play. He made a, a fake inside in the defender bit, and he picks up an extra five, seven yards. Uh, smart, cagey, light. Again, another example of UBC spreading the ball out. Another receiver with a reception in this one. UBC's making some progress here. First and 10 from the 24. Going to hand it off to straight up the middle. Trying to get some 
momentum going forward, but stuffed around the line of scrimmage. We can see the ball carrier on that one is it was Deschamps, but again, not much there for the big running back. It was Ben Weeding who stopped him. Yeah, that was like watching two freight trains collide. <laughs> they, uh, the brakes weren't working on either engine, so uh, just a full-on collision. And Whitting still walking around with a shoulder pad hanging outside his jersey out there. <laughs> so a big second down again, second and nine. O'Connor scrambled, pushed out of the pocket, diving, and he's taken down. That was big Donovan Dale. And no, he's not playing for the T-Birds anymore, wreaking havoc against his old team. Huge tackle there laid out, and O'Connor thought he was free, but... That's why Donovan Dale was named the best lineman in the Canada West for the past two years. Yeah, bit of a shoelace grab, but he got him. And uh, going to see Van Gilswick here on a field goal attempt. And, uh, you know, Donovan Dale will be pumped up coming back here oh, to yeah. play tonight. We'll touch on him a little bit after this field goal attempt. Van Gilswick will attempt this from 39. So far in the season, he's 6 of 8. He was well in his range before, but that sack pushed it way back. It definitely got the distance, but... And yes, it is good. Van Gilswick make sure that sack didn't hurt him too much. Another much-needed points there. His number two puts three through the uprights, makes it 24-5. Yeah, Dale, uh, he hadn't called his name yet tonight, but uh, when a big play was needed, again, from that big play Saskatchewan defense, uh, he steps up and makes it happen. So Saskatchewan's chosen to take the ball at the 35-yard line. They're right back out there on offense. So Quinn Van Gilswick caps off the drive with a 39-yard field goal. Thank you to Tim Winter, who's compiling stats for this game for us and writing down all the drives. And again, it was a big 25-yard completion to uh, Lee that kept that drive going. And there was also a pass interference penalty that helped keep that drive alive as well. So here comes Husky. He's going to hand it off right on first down and... Good play there. They'll get about six or seven yards. That was James diving forward for about seven before Terrell Davis brought him down. They say for Dale, it was Dale spent his last couple years with the T-Birds. Uh, he did his undergrad years here playing under Sean Olson, and uh, he graduated last year from uh, Point Grey. And um, after that, he's doing his masters now at the foot the at the University of Saskatchewan, back in his hometown and. Suiting up over his one last year of eligibility with the Huskies, and he's having another phenomenal year. Second down, James with another phenomenal run, juking in and out. Gets about 10 yards there on second down. Mitchell Barnett eventually brought him down, but James, another very effective run, moves the chains. Yeah, a couple of arm tackle whiffs from UBC. Uh, certainly in position, but uh, rather than using the arms as the missile guiding system, they're sticking them out there thinking they're going to trip a guy up. and. Uh, James has shown us he's a hard enough of a runner that uh, that's probably not a good strategy. First and 10 here from the 52, and a flag soars up into the air and will halt that play in his tracks. We'll move this ball back, it seems. Yeah, Troy Hansen had a bit of a beeline path it's unfortunate that play was called off <laughs> he was coming in hot i think he might have had that first pressured look we're looking for uh in saskatchewan tonight so first and 15 now eight minutes to go in this first half ubc down 21 to 5 they were down 21 nothing after one 
They're slowly chipping their way back with a safety and a field goal. Yeah, they're getting some help from the refs. The, the penalties yeah. seem to be falling on their favor tonight. Yeah, Saskatchewan is actually the least penalized team heading into this game, and so far they've been struggling in that regard. Burko is pressured on that pass. Boyd Richardson was up in his grill, forced a short throw. Actually, I think that was Charles Nooi. Yeah, it looked like a disruption. Looking for Yoel Piak in an inside comeback, but uh, that's the first extended play, and that's great to see that pressure. Uh, alluded to it on the play that was blown dead, and looks like UBC's mixing up the blitz package a little bit, and uh, that's, that's a welcome sign. Good to see them making that adjustment. So another second and long here. Huskies have been good on converting so far on these plays, but see what they can do here. Burke will be passing, looking deep down the right side. He's got a man. Hillis brings it in, and he's got to move, and he's still free. Looking for the end zone, gets across the 10, trying to stiff arm Weens. Eventually pushed him out, but Hillis, another phenomenal play. Not only hauls it in, but picks up another 20 on the run. Right down inside the UBC 10. Yeah, rare whiff on the tackle by Loeffler. He, uh, he went in for the kill shot, and uh, Hillis dipped, and uh, Loeffler was grasping it air. So a huge pickup for Saskatchewan. Those yeah. second and longs, Huskies have really hurt the T-Birds. Big turning points in this contest for sure. Brings up first and goal from the six. Burko on the right hash. Four out to the left. They'll be going to fake that. Jarvis will get the handoff, diving forward, gets some push and an easy touchdown for James as one play after the big toss down the field, Jarvis James caps it off with a six-yard touchdown run, and the Huskies are right back at it, up 27-5. Yeah, just a bit, little bit of a zone run to the right, and James looked for that hole, and it, what's happening is the, these play-action passes, these long passes, have the linebacker and secondary group rattled, and there's there's seams... There's rooms to run. Once the ball is in play, uh, Saskatchewan's having an early time heading vertically up the field. So Stinger will look the extra, add the extra point, and that's what he does. It remains perfect on the season from there, and all the media timeout right now after that. So you can see a chance to regroup, and this defense is getting picked apart by Burko. It's a 35-yard completion to Hillis on that throw. And then a 15-yard run after that before being pushed out of bounds. So in total, a 50-yarder. And those big plays, UBC just getting absolutely burned on them. And Burko, uh, we said last year, he led the league in uh, touchdown passes. And so far tonight, he's having one of his best games of yeah, the they, season. they got to get some heat on him. He, he's looking way too comfortable back there. And uh, we talked earlier that uh, Blake Nail had talked about his uh, young team and the process of building a winning culture here and he broke his season down into the number of halves they played and coming into yeah. this game he was looking for a strong second half out of his defense and uh it's uh looks like they're they're definitely going to need a strong second half here to hold saskatchewan down because they're just uh, moving the ball at will it seems right now yeah, they really are burgo came into this game uh saw this on the huskies website but he was 34 completions away from the most pass completions in Huskies history I thought that it may, might be a bit tough to reach uh, for a while in that first quarter I thought maybe he'd get enough but then again he's throwing these big long long bombs that are just getting multi, uh, like 50 yards at a time so yeah. who knows maybe we'll get it today maybe not but still uh, definitely one of the better passers in Husky history Stinger will boot this one off another short run but it looks like Pinto no it won't be Pinto it'll be Lee 
No, sorry, that'll be Cook again. Just casually steps out of bounds around the 35. Yeah, starting to see a little bit of finger pointing and uh, chitter chatter between the teams on the special teams plays. That's usually a precursor to some good physical play coming up. But, uh, you know, this isn't going the way UBC wanted it to go, and they've certainly got time to yeah. get back on the board before the half tonight, uh, just under seven minutes left uh, in the second quarter. Yeah, ton of time left, but they we need to get a touchdown and put a significant dent into this lead, and a whistle is going to halt this drive from starting. We start from the 31-yard line here. Refs will come yeah. in there and convene and set things up all nice and pretty there on the right hash mark, and here comes Connor again. He's got Deschamps right behind him to his left. Two in motion. Passing again across the middle, up for Watson, tipped off his fingertips again, and just a little bit off. O'Connor just unable to have that real precision that's been there for so much of this season, and again, Watson just out of his reach. Feeling like Groundhog Day. Yeah. <laughs> really am. You see, you know, I'm watching O'Connor, he's getting the ball, and it's coming out quick, but his feet aren't set. The ball is coming out wobbly and high, and the receivers are tipping it back to the safeties. We've We've seen it uh, five or six times now. So second and ten now. Another very low snap, and that's been another issue in this game. Through the middle again, and Cook with a great adjustment. Reaches back to grab it for a big pickup of about 13 yards on second down. Moves the chains. Yeah, just got to settle it down. It's like uh, the parts of a bicycle working together. Yep. They all got to yep. mesh. You break one of the cogs, it uh, didn't work so well. But uh, that low snap. Uh, good to see the O'Connor get that up and get a nice pass into Cook. It's Levi Hua, the T-Bird center. See what we can do here. It's a good snap there. O'Connor again passing, again abandoning the run game, and Cook looks to be the favorite target of choice right now, and he gets about six yards on the catch. Wrapped up pretty quickly, though. I was just going to say, you know, quite often a quarterback starts to develop a rapport and a chemistry and a feel for a receiver in a game, and you know, they like to go to that person, and, uh, you know, we see that guy get hot. Nothing wrong with that, and yep. it seems like uh, Cook and O'Connor have that going so far tonight. Second and four here, another big second down chance for conversion here. O'Connor passes it out to the left, and he's caught. Get about five yards, good route there. I think that was Watson on the reception. He knew where that first down marker was, got just beyond it. And hold it in for about a five-yard pickup before being wrapped up by Lance Bashitsky, but that will move the chains. Yeah, smart, smart play call. Just uh, you don't need to get all panicky and go for a big play here. Grind uh, the clock down, move the chains, build the confidence, build the timing. So they are again into Saskatchewan territory. But the Husky 51. Stacking that right side here with four. As you know, Watson and Cook are gonna dart their way over to the left now and they're in motion O'Connor looking right though looking to fight through a seam oh I don't know how he got that through but a great catch there by Lee in between two Husky defenders and that's the pass we see from O'Connor that's the precision we come to expect yeah tight little passing window there Beckler in on the tackle for Saskatchewan and we saw that play earlier that yeah. was the strip <laughs> for number 41 extremely and, dangerous pass but, uh, wow Talk about threading the needle. That was a yeah. great pass from O'Connor. But a great catch as well by Malcolm Lee. To just a little bit off, and he reached out and hauled it in for another first down. O'Connor hands it off to Deschamps, and he's got some space this time, pushing forward. 
gets about seven yards. He took a big hit at the end of that play, but does appear to be getting up under his own powers. Finally, a good run there by Deschamps. Gets about seven before Dame Bishop brought him down. It's interesting. I'm having a look at the linebackers on the uh, play snap, and they've gone from uh, a push forward now with the pickup in the passing game, and they're dropping out. And that was a great play call to go to the kind of the delayed run there. Um, with Deschamps, let him pound it up on inside for a good seven-yard gain. Second and four here. O'Connor passing, looking left side, looking deep down the left side, looking up in the air, but that never really had a chance. Intended target was Lee, but good coverage downfield. It's going to bring up the field goal unit. Looked like the intended target was the cameraman over on <laughs> yeah. that side. It was about five <laughs> yards out of bounds. So, uh, anyway, time to bring out good, reliable Quinn Van Gilswick again and chip another three onto the scoreboard, hopefully. His last one was good from 39. This one will be, looks about 36 on the season right now. Eight of 10, as long as it's 41. This one's dead right in the middle. Trevor Casey, the backup quarterback, on the hold. And they're going for the fake. Casey's kicking a run for it. Dishes fakes the hands off, and he's good enough for the first down. Still rumbling his way across the 20. Still going in. It's a little bit of trickery there from the T-Birds. Just what they needed, and some life comes into this crowd here at Thunderbird Stadium. Good on Casey. Great play. He had Van Gilswick out there in the pitch, but there was no hesitation. He was taking it, but he was carrying that like a loaf of bread up on his shoulder. Yeah. And he was lucky uh, Saskatchewan <laughs> didn't get a strip on that one. It wasn't Van Gilswick that time, but the past couple of years, we've seen him uh, throw a couple on that on fake punts and kicks. He's ran a couple, and again, Casey there, the backup quarterback, uh, great play there because he also had the dish off if needed. But a huge play by UBC there to keep this drive alive. There was a flag right at the end of the play. Moving the ball back. It's, uh, wait to hear what the call is. Oh. Chop. Looks like chop block. Yeah. Probably a high-low block. Yeah, uh, engaged, and someone came in low on an engaged defender. So they back it up 10. But uh, UBC still does have the ball, and it first, is a first down. First down, yes, so. you got it. Drive still alive here. The ball is a 15-yard penalty, so it's back on the 31 right now, which is basically where they were at that start of that field goal attempt. So here comes O'Connor again. Clean snap. Hands it off. Davis had nowhere to go, and he's wrapped up. Very quickly there. That was Emmett Timms. Yeah. Stuck Davis and fell right on him. It looked like Davis wasn't even sure that he was getting the football. Yeah, that, that a lot looked, of misdirection. Uh, a lot of confusion right from the get-go, including the tight end coming out on a lead block, yeah. and Davis peeled off and went back the other way. So I, I don't think that was what it looked like on the board. <laughs> and Davis isn't your typical running back. Very, very small guy. And it's tougher to take on those linemen sometimes. O'Connor passes here. He's looking deep again for Lee. Just back and pulls it in. Another great catch by Malcolm Lee. Inside the 10-yard line, a big conversion on second down. Dylan Kemp on the coverage for the Huskies. Yeah, Pretty good coverage, but another just good pass and even better catch by Lee. Yeah, it's just a following O'Connor on the pass. Again, he's, you know, he's content sitting back there kind of throwing flat-footed he's not moving up in the pocket at all but man whatever he's doing he's he's putting it into a tight window between the uh halfback and the linebacker and, and lee is uh 
unbelievable concentration on those tight window catches. He's announced that it was a three-minute warning, but UBC is getting right back out there. O'Connor just wants to get right going. He's on the right hash and standing by the 15-yard looking end zone. He's looking for Pinto on the right score of the end zone. Out of bounds. Just lofted a bit too t hard. And Pinto on solo coverage down there, going deep to the corner, but just a little bit off. Yeah, Pinto's definitely out there on the corner pattern and got a little bit turned around. Yeah, he's expecting the ball over the outside shoulder and it came in over the inside. And that's a tough adjustment to make, uh, tracking that ball, you know, at night in lights. All those things uh, play a factor. Uh, close, but uh, no score. So we've got an injured player down for Saskatchewan. Can't quite see the number, but so bring up second and goal from the eight-yard line here. O'Connor is jogging over to the bench. Nice to see that, you know, big field goal, right? Some people would have been content. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's in Blake Neal's uh, chemistry or makeup, though. Uh, yeah. He's probably a guy who likes to push the gas down on his car hard. Yeah, I would totally. say so. <laughs> Looks like yeah, it's the beauty of this, the Canadian game as well. They get a lot more of that trickery. Chris Friesen. Yeah, defensive back Chris Friesen, you know, and uh, you see it so often in the big leagues. Player comes out on injury and the team goes right after the replacement. Yeah. You know, who's coming off the bench. Might be a little bit uh, out of sync, not warmed up. We haven't called Alex Morrison's name yet this game. He's lined up on the right side. See if they go for him. O'Connor. He's looking left, going for Pinto again, corner of the end zone, and again, just out of his reach. They hit him twice, and both times O'Connor just a little bit off. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, yeah, you got it. It's, again, it's a bit frustrating watching O'Connor right now because uh, he's got time. He had time to throw yeah. that ball, and, yeah. and Pinto had separation on the pattern, and the ball just sailed. And uh, it's got to be frustrating watching this. Sure, it's frustrating for O'Connor as well. So then Gilswick, who knows, maybe it won't be a field goal attempt, but he uh, is currently lined up, field goal formation. Casey is kneeling right at the 15-yard line. He lays it down a good snap, and it will go straight through the upright. So Van Gilswick, two for two. That one just a 15-yarder. But gets a couple more points on the board. 20-point game right now, 28-8. to eight. Seemed like an extremely long drive, <laughs> and it was, but the end just capped off. At a 15-yard field goal. O'Connor was 4 for 9 on that drive. Thank you again to Tim for compiling all these stats for us. The big one was a 30-yard, 35-yard completion from O'Connor to Lee. Yeah. Set up first and goal. Again, UBC could only just get the three points. Here comes Burko on first down. Rolling out and he hits Hillis. Trying to juke his way out to the outside. Still on his feet, dives forward, gets maybe about four or five yards before Terrell Davis came in and hit him. Yeah, you're starting to see Saskatchewan, you know, doing a little bit of a, a short rollout game, uh, working the working the flats in front of uh, UBC, and uh, good good persistent play mix. I'm liking what I'm seeing out of Saskatchewan on on offense here. Yeah, picking up you know four or five yards at a time, and then when they get that kill shot, they're connecting on them. They really are having their way with this UBC defense. 28 points so far. So two minutes to go in this second quarter. Burkle passing on second down. Looking out to the right side. High up and it's going to be caught. Enough for the first down. Diving forward there. That was Yol Piok. 
Getting enough for the first down. Eventually, Mitch Barnett tackled him around the 50, but moves the chains. And it's the game of inches again. I mean, that ball sailed a little bit on Burko, and UBC's missing him and tipping him, and the other team's getting uh, completion. So uh, hopefully the Karma guys will come out for the second <laughs> half too here. First and 10 from the Saskatchewan 50-yard line. Minute 30 to go. Burko. He's got James right to him. He hands it off. Darting back through the middle. Still rolling. Gets across midfield for about six yards. Starves James. Didn't really expect him to be the lead back for the Huskies as it was Chow who's led the way so far. But so far he's having himself quite a day. Terrell Davis again the tackle there. But James is probably close to around 60 yards right now with a score. Yeah, we mentioned earlier about UBC uh, pinning their ears back and coming on a blitz, and that delayed uh, zone run of Saskatchewan is just squeaking by behind that, and uh, they're picking up some good gains. Second and four from across, across midfield. Burko is looking deep, down across the field, looking for Lynch, but that ball never really had a chance. Adams on the coverage alongside with Termanson and UBC, a good stop here. They'll have a, just about a minute to work with, see if they maybe tack on a few more points before the half ends. Yeah, might not be a bad time for Saskatchewan to risk a fake here. Yeah. With a little bit of time left, they've right got five yards yeah. to go, and, uh, you know, the way their defense is playing, they might, if they screw it up, they might be able to hold them, so. Davis is back hanging around the 15-yard line right in the middle of the field. Stinger's back at around his own 30, or sorry, 45. A very good kick here, high spiraling. Field at the 15. Davis trying to juke back towards the middle, but... Nowhere to go. He's hit right in his tracks after only a couple of yard gain. Good coverage there by the Huskies. And it was Eric Thackerdeen. The good hit there. Yeah, just a bit of a bobble on the snap for Davis. I was going to mention earlier, you know, we're used to that good solid performance from O'Connor. He's a little bit shaky tonight. Uh, we're used to calling uh, Marcus Davis's name a lot more than yeah. we have uh, tonight. And uh, you wonder, you wonder uh, in the game plan or He's uh, entirely healthy. 56.7 seconds. O'Connor, see if he can attack on a few more points. Going for Watson again up high, and this time he hits him right in the hands. Still rumbling forward. Gets up to the 45. They've tried that play a couple times already. Both First two times was on his fingertips, but again, Watson got up that time. Hold it in. Big pickup on first down. Loving the grid out of Watson, man. He he covered that ball up, and he would lo yeah. he looked like a fullback yeah. after he caught that ball. <laughs> He's, he's definitely playing with a lot of heart tonight. UBC and, uh, calls a timeout. Stops the clock at 50.1 seconds. Big 25-yard pickup. You know, it might not be a bad idea when you get down here. Uh, you need a little bit of extra time to get O'Connor out on the run, right? Yeah. Sometimes if a Q's throwing flat-footed, if you get him moving, you know, those uh, yep. muscle memory takes over and... Uh, Great thing on a rollout, you can get a double move and get get a chance to take a shot downfield. And we know O'Connor's got the arm to do it. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Blake Mill, Blake Mill, and Steve Rado uh, have the desire to take a shot here. You see, he's got one more timeout left in this half. 50 seconds to go. Ball is just across the 45-yard line of the Huskies. O'Connor in the shotgun, standing right on the 40-yard line. Looking back to pass, looking left. He's going deep again. Cook! Sorry, that was Lee. And three flags fly in the air at the same time. And uh, 
I think all three of those refs maybe saw pass interference as Lee took a bit of a hit as he was about to try and drag that in. One of them was Taylor Wren. Yeah, Taylor Wren was the... <laughs> just gave him a full-on contact before the ball got there, so... All three orange flags and almost synchronization just floating up into the air. I'd like that matchup of Cook on Wren. I think uh, that's there's could be something there. It's uh, kind of going to his side a little bit on the backside for O'Connor. So that moves the ball 15 yards up across the 50 into Saskatchewan territory. 45 yards to go. O'Connor passing again, looking left towards the sideline, looking for Pinto, and again, Pinto on the left sideline, and O'Connor and him just like can't get on the same page. So again, it's just out of his reach. Ball sailing again. It's it's uh, it's interesting the psychology of a quarterback because uh, O'Connor's got time. He just is. He just. I, I don't know how else to describe it. He looks <laughs> flat-footed, yeah. and uh, I think the ball sailing and all that stuff is a result of not following through on the pass, and that ball's just pointing up and going three or four or five yards longer than he anticipates. So second and ten here, 40 seconds to go. Connor looking right side this time. He's got his man looking for Cook. And he holds it in, and he's got enough for the first down across the 40-yard line there. Cook, he's the guy. He's calling his name a lot more than we usually do so far this season. But he's had himself quite a nice game. Yeah, Cook and Watson, they're, uh, they're contributing greatly here tonight uh, at the receiver position. Coming into this game, he uh, had just six receptions for 55 yards, and he's already got, I believe, three or four, so had himself a quite nice game. O'Connor's going to dump it off. He's got Deschamps, and he's got some space. Cross the 30, coming back towards the middle. Cross the 25, lowers his head up towards the 20. Brandon Deschamps, and he gets out in the open field like that. He's a tough guy to bring down. Wow. About 15, Ben Whiting eventually took one for the team to try and oh. stall him in his tracks. Yeah, <laughs> Ben Whiting's got a few of Brandon's cleat marks up <laughs> the front of his jersey. That was a vicious, vicious hit. That's a good way to get him going. Yeah. They call him Banger for a reason. That He's going to just lower his head. He's not going to go around it. He's going to go through you. He went right over top of him. <laughs> uh, oh, the team will like watching that one on film. <laughs> so UBC burns their last time out of this quarter. As they're inside the red zone, 17.3 seconds to go. Looking for their first touchdown of this half. They're down by 20. Yeah, you want to be looking for something on the sidelines. I, I think they're out of timeouts. Yeah, they just burned their last one. And, uh, and a big chance here as well. Uh, UBC will get the ball to start the first half, so a chance here to maybe tack a couple scores in continuation here. Yeah, good point. That's a great point. So ball's right at the 20. UBC so far, when they've been in the red zone, they've scored every single time, and Saskatchewan's actually going to burn one of their timeouts here. But UBC, uh, with Van Gilswick's last field goal, they're now 11 for 11 in the red zone. Um, the split is not as uh, ideal as they want, but they still have scored five touchdowns, six field goals now. So when they are getting in there, they are putting points on the board. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch. It seems like most of the passing is going to the backside tonight with O'Connor and Alex Morrison over on the front side has been quiet. He's got a few quick uh, outs and things like that, but it might be you know might be time for that double move if he's getting tight coverage. Uh, looks like number four for Saskatchewan. Um, Lance Bashutsky is working on him uh, far out right uh, to O'Connor's right. Before this snap gets off, just want to give a quick shout-out to a couple people listening tonight. Ryan Hess and Maya tuning in to 
See if maybe the yes, T-Birds can add a touchdown here before the half. O'Connor has got some time going out to the right side. Hits Morrison. He's wrapped up and gets out of bounds. Stops the clock with just under 12 to go. Morrison with his first catch of the night. That's about five yards. Yeah, I, you know, Morrison's not going to be quiet all night, and he's he's getting played extremely tight. I wouldn't be surprised to see a quick little out-and-up or a double move here for Morrison. Going right back at it. O'Connor's got it off. Look at end zone. Going up in the air. Morrison, he's wrapped up, and he's going to draw a flag. Yes. Nice. Nice uh, play observation there. They've, they've gone... Uh, been playing him so, so tight, and uh, O'Connor put it in. Safe spot. wasn't going to be a pick, and, uh, boy, moving the ball down to the one. Got seven seconds left. That's a, a great, great opportunity here for UBC to pound it in, and I believe uh, Banger would be coming into the game for yeah. sure at this point. Yeah, Morrison is six foot four, and he's super athletic, and uh, he's a guy out there on, on the sideline. He's holding two passes already this season. And he's a tough guy to corral, and <laughs> the only way there the Huskies are going to do so is to try and wrap him up and draws the flag. Yeah. So O'Connor's going to be in the shotgun, actually. He's got Deschamps right to his right. He's in motion, coming across. Two flags are flying in the air. There will be a touchdown, but there were two flags at the line of scrimmage and another late flag near the end of the play. It was Watson who ran it in from a yard out on a bit of a sweet play. There's a see what the call is here. There's one in the backfield that might be uh, a personal foul, but uh, not sure about the one on the line of scrimmage. I didn't see any movement early. Refs are conferring, and it is against the Huskies. So the touchdown will stand as Watson runs it in from a yard out. And put six points on the board. But there was another penalty after the play as well. And it is good. And the crowd is loves that. Is yeah. Yeah, finally got, some life here. Got an offside on, on Saskatchewan on the play. And then uh, unsportsmanlike, which will get tagged onto the kick. And that was uh, Justin Filto was, got up in the grill of uh, one of the UBC players. And he wisely walked away. Bit of a UBC chant rings through the air as Van Gilswick splits the uprights for the extra point and a huge touchdown there by UBC. That's a very, very efficient drive. Going about 90 yards in about just under a minute. And they cut this lead to 13 and they head into the break and get the ball right back to start the second half. Yeah, we might want to give that, give that drive to Banger and Lee. Yeah. Because uh, Lee made two magnificent catches, uh, tight window catches, and, and Banger did his part along the ground there, Duchamp. Nice to see them uh, with that balance in the offense. Yeah, it was the Duchamps. Thank you again to Tim for compiling this, but a 15-yard little dump-off pass and broke a couple of tackles. And by broke, I think it was more just running over two tackles. <laughs> so Van Gil's like, you know what? This is going to be a potential for a rouge here with Van Gelswick's leg. He did this a couple of times last year. The ball's at the 50 right now because of the penalty and yeah, 3.3 right. seconds left. He can easily just boot this one as far as he can. You think Saskatchewan, I wonder if they had the option to take that, you know, back at their 20 or something yeah. like that because that might have been a wiser wiser choice. Let's see what he can do here. 
This is going to give it a big toe punt, and this is a hard line drive that's way over yes. the head. It's going to take a bounce in his favor, and yes, it does go right through the back of the end zone. Quinn Van Gilswick does it again. Good call, That's another point to the board. Yeah. So make that 28-16 here as the Huskies burn for some late points, and what started out as a phenomenal start to the game. UBC is crawling back and keeping it close. Yeah, and uh, Blake Neal may just have had the uh, the halves he wanted to emphasize yeah. <laughs> wrong, but uh, if the defense can step up and hold in the second, it looks like O's starting to find a rhythm, a uh, good balance between the pass and the run. So the Huskies are all clumped together. Looks like they're in the Looks like they're the just so -called taking Yeah, the so-called victory formation, but it is just the... <laughs> Still the end of the first half. I've yet to put the point up on the board, but I believe it should be 28-16. Mm -hmm. And yes, they will just take a knee to close out this half. The Huskies did go up 21-0 to start after some very, very strong play on both sides of the ball. Turned a couple... O'Connor interceptions into 14 points and Drew Burko has some very efficient passing as well and she uh, looks like that first knee <laughs> didn't close it out, looks like another one that will officially end this first half of play as UBC closes it out very very strong currently the scoreboard still says 28-15 so uh, we'll trust our eyes so far in this one and say that's what it is but T-Bird's uh, for that very, very poor first uh, quarter of play. Got to be happy with how they close it out. Yeah, for sure. That's, uh, <clears throat> I think it was 20 to 1 going into that quarter. So uh, adding those extra 15 points, and it looks like uh, UBC's heading into the dressing room. Uh, they've got a lot to talk about. Uh, some good, uh, but more good later in that second half than they had earlier in the game, and that's a good momentum shift to see. So again, we'll run through some stats once it's back. Uh, we're going to play a couple PSAs here. On the other side, we'll have Ola and Tim talk it through, two of our CITR contributors here, talk about what they saw in that first half and how it goes. And it is 2016 right now. A 20-minute break, and we'll be back for another exciting half of football here at Thunderbird Stadium. Hope you stay tuned with us and here, listen in for it. You're listening live on Canada West TV and CITR 101.9 FM. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Hello football fans. Alongside my fellow coaching pro, Daniel Chu, I'm Rebecca Marino here at the UBC Tennis Center. September not only means the start of a new school year on campus, but also the start of another fall season of programs here at the UBC Tennis Center. That's right, Rebecca. In our adult programs, the lineup of clinics and drills starting this month features plenty of options to help hone your skills on court. We have options for players ranging from 1.0 beginners to 4.0 and beyond, all the way up to high performance. Add regular match play into your tennis routine with our doubles and singles leagues starting this month. They span across the entire range of skill levels. You can employ new strategies and build on your fundamentals, all the while engaging with players evenly matched to your skill level. Trying your hand in league competition is a great way to push your tennis game to the next level. Exclusively for our UBC students, 
we're excited for the return of our co-ed league competition. This new league is an ideal way for students to have some fun playing one another in competitive matches in either singles or doubles. With a valid UBC student ID, discounted rates apply. For tennis players who are forever young at heart, our seniors programs are a wonderful way for those age 60 plus to stay active and have fun on the court. You can maintain a healthy lifestyle by adding tennis to your morning routine. In our junior programs, we offer progressive tennis coaching for youth age groups ranging from baby Thunderbirds, ages three to four, to red, ages five to seven, orange, ages seven to nine, and green, ages 10 to 12. Both competitive and high performance streams are available for more experienced junior players looking to enter into tournament play. That's right, Daniel. All our junior programs include weekly league matches playing on Friday afternoons with complimentary lessons both in practice play and competitive play. We welcome all tennis parents to bring your young stars in for a skills evaluation one-on-one -on -one with our coaching staff. Our elite junior program is designed to develop high-performance players aiming to compete at provincial, national, and international levels. Through extensive mental and physical training, the elite program promotes a healthy learning environment through competition and camaraderie while emphasizing fundamental skills and strategy. Players enrolled in our elite program will gain the confidence and tools necessary to pursue athletic scholarships and professional competition in the future. For more information or for registration, call us at 604-822-2505 or visit our website at recreation.ubc.ca slash tennis. On behalf of Daniel, I'm Rebecca. Until next time, keep your shots in between the lines. Enjoy the rest of the football game. We'll send you back to Thunderbird Stadium on the other side of this halftime break. And our thanks to our partners at the UBC Tennis Center and uh, the coaching pros, Rebecca Marino and uh, Daniel Chu for providing us with that uh, promotional segment uh, here during halftime of our football live broadcast, uh, we'll return to Thunderbird Stadium for the second half of play as the Saskatchewan Huskies lead the UBC Thunderbirds 28-16 to at the end of two quarters. Here in CITR Studio One, I'm Jason Wang on in with you to uh, give you a little bit more uh, coverage of UBC Thunderbirds varsity news uh, while we have the halftime break of football. Um, in off-season news from UBC Thunderbirds Varsity Baseball, the T-Birds baseball team this past week officially unveiled their new baseball indoor training center located at Thunderbird Park on Westbrook Mall here on the UBC campus. This indoor training center is a 12,500 square feet building featuring a batting cage area fitted with new state-of-the-art computerized uh, equipment. It's, uh, it's a computer digital projector system which projects a uh, animated video picture of a baseball pitcher delivering a pitch on a screen surface and the pitching the ball pitching machine is located behind it and it delivers a synchronized timing of every pitch synchronized to the uh, animation of a baseball pitcher delivering a pitch to the batter in the inside the batting cage 
And the batting cage has uh, actually four uh, at-bat areas. And also, uh, there's an indoor bullpen as well uh, with an area for three pitching mounds for pitchers to work out uh, all at the same time alongside the batters. On, and this is all indoors, of course. Uh, the UBC Thunderbirds varsity baseball team can train in here uh, throughout their autumn and winter season training. And outside the building, where the Thunderbird Park baseball diamond complex is, uh, there's some long-term plans to uh, install a stadium seating section on uh, the outside fencing as well, outside the uh, foul territory, and of course beyond the home run fencing. But I'll uh, let UBC th- uh, baseball, the director of UBC Thunderbirds baseball, Terry McKegg, give us a little bit more detail on that. Uh, earlier this week, during this unveiling ceremony this past Monday, uh, Terry McKegg gave uh, more details in his remarks to the audience there who were in, in attendance on Monday. have a hard time having imagined uh, 18, 19 years ago now when the baseball program restarted at UBC. And... Um, we're just extremely excited from, from the coaching staff to the players for what this facility, and, and I truly uh, know there's, there's no other facility like it. You know, I've been in a lot of places across, across North America, a lot of schools, universities. This blend of a high-performance facility for our varsity team, but then also a place that the young boys and girls, the youth and community can come to. And what I truly believe in is the power of facilities growing sport. And to do it on a university campus with an educational message behind it, I feel is very powerful stuff for wanting to help grow the game. We have some friends here from Baseball Canada, Baseball BC, the uh, BC Premier League, and they're walking in here. And now it's all of our jobs to to make sure that these kids come in here and uh, love the game even more than they already do and want to continue it. One day maybe be at UBC and and go on from there. So it's truly, uh, you can't wipe the smile off my face. Uh, This has been a long time coming and we're so excited for this facility for what it's going to mean for a big group of people. Like I said, just not our varsity team. So I do have some thank yous and it starts with UBC and its commitment to the baseball program um, and our future, our future vision. And this is phase one. And so I did want to thank Louise Cowan, our VP of Students, for the support. Cabby Tour, our Director of Facilities, uh, for all of his work in getting this project done. Uh, we have UBC Properties Trust, John Metris, Scott Hine, and the UBC Athletic Department for their support of our baseball program. And with a facility like this, what we're excited for is our varsity team is only going to go up. You know, when I think about recruiting the top kids from across the country here, and now Chris and his new coaching staff, they fall in that. It's things like facilities, coaching, and scholarship money that attract the top kids to this program. And this facility helps us do a few things. Not only is it an outstanding facility for our our players and our future players to train in, but it's also a revenue source for our baseball program to put money into areas like scholarships to continue to attract the top kids from across the country. And that's going to be the impact. Uh, Thank you to Kindred Construction, Dick Reed and Brian Reed, a former player of ours, Mike Redmond, Bruce James, all the trades and workers, because to Louise's point, it's truly amazing how quickly this building came to life. Um, And and it's because of those people and and their commitment to a timeline of the start of the school year for our players to have this facility to train in. Uh, To our friends at Thunderbird Baseball Committee, for all of their years of service, we had our golf tournament uh, last week on Tuesday. 
another successful event that will raise in excess of $40,000 to our scholarship fund. Uh, we have a few people here, Peter Parsons and a few others from our committee. So for their continued support, they're part of our team that got us to this point and also our former players, our alumni. Um, we've had a bunch of them in this week, the former players, and it's great. You know you're doing something right when they're happy, so they're putting a smile, but it's a fake smile. They're also extremely disappointed that this facility wasn't here when they were here. Uh, and so, you know, you kind of put your arm around and you say, that's what it's about, guys, is that the next generation of players have a better experience than, than what you did, and that's how you know you're growing a program in the right direction. So again, this is phase one of our vision, and, and it's a great start. Phase two will start here. We want to build a stadium around our field out here, a stadium that can adapt to all the different age groups with the technology we're going to use with our, our portable turf pitching mound that can get off the field and be able to bring in a little league mound with little league fence distance and bases. And it's a place, you know, when, when I think of five years from now, I think it's going to be a place that all city, provincial, national, and even international competitions are going to want to happen because this is UBC, one of the top universities in the world. We have an athletics program that's heading in the right direction and, and it's played, you know, we have David Sidhu here with football, what they're doing, our vision, we've got our men's basketball team hosting nationals. Things are on the upswing for athletics and this is one part of it that we're very excited to be a part of. We want to make this a destination that kids of all ages, boys and girls, including our varsity come and this is where high performance baseball happens in this country. So thank you very much for coming out today and I look forward to having you hang around. We'll give you a tour and let you enjoy our facility. Thank you. So that was uh, the remarks of uh, Terry McKegg, the director of UBC Thunderbirds Varsity Baseball Program. And he, of course, was uh, most, uh, most notable as the longest serving manager of UBC Thunderbirds Baseball, serving in the role as the head coach before he transitioned to his current uh, job title, uh, director of UBC Baseball, concentrating specifically on the business development side uh, helping the UBC Thunderbirds varsity baseball program uh, improve and uh, gain uh, a better footing here uh, to attract not only better recruits to come play for UBC, but also attract uh, more fan interest to bring in uh, more of the uh, baseball community in the lower mainland at large to come support the UBC Thunderbirds varsity team. So right now, with a little bit more time still left to uh, continue on in this halftime break before we resume the football game at Thunderbird Stadium to start the third quarter, I will actually momentarily uh, go first to a public service announcement break. And on the other side, uh, returning to our commentators uh, on the sidelines with our play-by-play uh, -play commentator C.J. Pentland and football analyst Brent Calvert live from Thunderbird Stadium on the other side of this break. You're tuning, tuned in to CITR 101.9 FM Vancouver. When was the last time you had fun? Are you getting fat? Do you have any friends? Well, you can solve all of your problems with a little wreck or a big wreck. UBC Rec is the best way to get involved on campus and have new experiences. Continue your fun, active, and social lifestyle by joining a team or signing up for an event. More details at recreation.ubc.ca. Come enjoy British Columbia's beautiful wilderness with the UBC Varsity Outdoors Club. 
try your hand at hiking, backcountry skiing, rock climbing, kayaking, and much more. Whether you're a beginner or an expert, we have trips happening every week, usually at no cost. Check us out online at ubc-voc.com. The UBC Ski and Snowboard Club is a non-profit, democratic, student-run organization dedicated to promoting the sports of skiing and snowboarding and the associated lifestyle. We endeavor to make skiing and snowboarding accessible and fun by actively seeking out the best deals and discounts for our members as well as organizing trips to local ski areas and setting up numerous social events. Come on one of our legendary trips and explore the glory of riding in British Columbia. Or join us at the bar to discover the true meaning of debauchery. Ask your roommate, ask your parents, ask the RCMP. Who has the most fun at UBC? You'll get the same answer. The Ski and Snowboard Club. Duh. Joining the Ski and Board Club is easy. Come by our office, sub 115, anytime with some money to become a member. Your membership gives you access to all the deals offered by our sponsors, cheap beverages at our parties, an invitation to all club events, and of course, only members can come on the trips. Back here at Thunderbird Stadium, about five minutes to go until the second half gets underway here. It's turned into quite an exciting game. It started out kind of slow, uh, especially for the T-Birds, who uh, they get up with a score on their first uh, defensive series as Drew Burko really had his way with the T-Birds' defense. And then uh, an interception by Michael O'Connor was eventually turned into a touchdown. That was uh, Julian Lynch, a 22-yard pass from Drew Burko. Made it 14-0, and then Justin Filto, they... Uh, we called it interception uh, earlier, but it's being changed to uh, a reception and then a fumble as Filato just stripped it right into the hands. We're trying to work, figure out who um, it was on the reception uh, who caught it. Uh, we'll ask Brent here who he thinks it was. We think it was Will Watson. Um, Brent, we're trying to figure out uh, the sec second O'Connor interception has been changed to a, a reception and a fumble. We're trying to, was it Watson on the intended target there? If you, if you recall, we're trying to figure it out with Wilson Wong. Yeah, uh, could have been. I mean, it was such a tight window, I want to say it was Lee, but. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. So, we're, Wilson Wong, the sports information director, is on a hunt right now to try and figure out who it was because it is turned into a Justin Filato 48 yard fumble recovery that made it 21. Nothing. Uh, UBC got a safety back. They had a good defensive series to stop the Huskies within their own five-yard line. We did 21-2, 21-5 after a 39-yard field goal. Saskatchewan came right back and had a very good drive. Jarvis capped it off with a six-yard touchdown. Remember, then UBC finally got things going a little bit. O'Connor found his way. Van Gilswick, a 15-yard field goal. Made it 28-8 after a nice little bit of trickery there. Kept the drive alive on a fake field goal attempt. Uh, Will Watson then ran one in with uh, 30 seconds to go in the second quarter. Made it 28-15. And then uh, there was a sportsman-like conduct penalty on the end of that. And uh, Quinn Van Gilswick tacked on an extra point just to kind of add a little bit more in UBC's favor. So that's where we stand right now, 28-16. So uh, UBC able to salvage that half after it looked pretty disastrous at the start. Yeah, they certainly climbed their way back in in the second quarter and 
you know, momentum going into the second half so important, and, and you nailed it right on the head, saying they're going to start off with the ball in the second half. And uh, you know, what I'm hoping to see it half in the second half is that the uh, coaches have got uh, O'Connor settled down, got him thinking about his footwork, um, and if he comes out slinging like we've seen him do in the previous games, uh, UBC could really light it up the second half. And so a couple other stats from that first half. Uh, Burgo finished 10 of 13 for 212 yards, one touchdown. His longest was the 57-yard strike to Mitch Hillis. Mitch Hillis had four catches for 82 yards. And that cheer you hear as the Tebers are running right back on the field. And Huskies will come back in with their, and their faithful supporters will get a round of applause as well. Uh, getting back, Mitch Hillis, four yards, 82 Four catches, 82 yards. Julian Lynch, two catches, 60 yards, one touchdown. Joel Piek also uh, two catches for 29 yards. And rushing Jarvis James is uh, emerged as the lead back tonight. Ten uh, attempts for 61 yards. And actually, Chow is yet to receive a carry. I think uh, Chow got the one carry down at when they were in the shadows of the goalpost. Right, about yeah. it. Um, on the other side of the ball, Deschamps... Uh, him and Trevor Casey. Uh, <laughs> Trevor Casey has 16 yards uh, rushing, which comes from his uh, comes on that fake field goal attempt. Deschamps has five uh, catches. I'm sorry, for rushes for 16 yards. Uh, O'Connor, passing wise, is 17 for 27. One interception, uh, 201 yards, long of 28. He's been sacked once. And receiving, Marshall Cook has emerged as the top target. Five catches for 53 yards. He's almost uh, equal to his season total. Uh, in that first half. Will Watson, steady presence, full catches. And his mother actually came by during uh, during that halftime. She was like, he wanted us to tell the PA announcer to stop calling him Will Wallace. Ah, <laughs> Apparently okay. they keep calling him Will Wallace, but <laughs> it is Will Watson. It's <laughs> like, there isn't even a Wallace on the team. <laughs> That's great. So. Uh, big shout out to moms. I was looking <laughs> after things. That's awesome. So he's having another strong game as well. We'll probably hear his name called a fit more. Malcolm Lee again has had a nice game. Three catches for 65 yards. Morrison, uh, not up to his usual tricks, only just two catches for 11 yards. But again, he's a, a lot of guys on this team that can really just break out in a matter of seconds. Especially Marcus Davis. We haven't seen him much, and we all know he's capable of changing the game in a split second. Yeah, we haven't heard too much from David Mann tonight. but um, I believe uh, talking to Wilson... At uh, halftime, he's not playing today. He's injured. Injured. Okay, yeah. that's why. I say they all have their specialties. You know, yep. Cook is uh, doing the highlight reel stuff tonight and grinded it out. Um, Lee's doing the tight window work. Watson's really pounded it up and playing fullback out at receiver. And Morrison was instrumental in setting up that uh, late second quarter touchdown uh, just in terms of the tight coverage he's been receiving all night. So... Looks like Davis will be the lone guy back for the T-Birds, and they've lined up in a way that really just doesn't allow them to uh, do an onside kick, and it's going to be Lee that fields the um, the kickoff there. It's, again, it was a short kick, and the way they lined up, it was Davis was the only guy back, and they pushed everyone very far forward, but Stenger with another good kick to try and angle it and hold them to a limited return as Dane Bishop was able to run up there quick and wrap up Lee around the 30. You almost think you want to, on a play like that, because they're kicking to the sidelines and leaving the wide side and Marcus Davis behind. Nothing wrong with turning and throwing a little back pass. Yeah, let him, that's let him yeah, run. Great right? call, yeah. Uh, good, good workout. 
So UBC will start their first drive of this third quarter here on the 30-yard line. Fakes the handoff. O'Connor, a guy followed his feet. He even got the pass off, but it was just short. Intended receiver was Morrison hanging around the 40. So I'll bring up second and 10 there. Dane Bishop, who we just called, is having an impact again. He was on the coverage. Yeah, he's going to be one of those everywhere guys, it looks like, in the second half. And Again, I'm going to be really watching O'Connor's feet and seeing if he's got a little bit of a a little bit of jump in there. You want to see that out of your quarterback. So second and 10 here from the 30. O'Connor will be passing here. Good clean snap. Looking across the middle. Airs it out. He's looking for Lee up in the air. Batted down. Again, that was Taylor Rain on the coverage. Tended target was Malcolm Lee. And again, O'Connor a bit lucky there. Not that picked off. Great coverage there. Batted down. Husky has got a quick tune out. Yeah, Lee back on his uh, tight window work. And... Boy, their uh, rain was certainly in the right position that time to uh, just tip that ball and get it away. But uh, not the start UBC was looking no. for, but lots of time left here. Yeah, good job by the Huskies to kind of stifle that UBC, perhaps the momentum they carried there. Van Gilsberg will give them a good punt. There was two guys back for the Huskies. He's going to get a good bounce, goes out of bounds around the 42-yard line there. Yeah, limiting, no chance for a return. A nice, nice long punt by Gilswick again. Again, coming into this game, he was averaging about 46 yards. And on that drive, yeah, O'Connor just over 2. Again, they've really just abandoned that run game. They don't get much going at all. They only had, uh, looks like, try to find the total they had of rushing yards, but it really wasn't that much. But yeah, on the other side here, a very strong run by the Huskies on first down as James barreling up through up to midfield. It's about 12 yards before Weens brought him down, but that'll be a quick first down there. Yeah, just out, just got on the outside, outstretch hands of Hanson there on the outside, and uh, big game for Saskatchewan. UBC's, you know, they're coming hard, they're pinching in hard. They'd be susceptible to a little swing pass. Something yep. like that here by Saskatchewan. One yard shy of midfield. Burko in the shotgun. Three out to the left. That's where he's looking. He's going to scramble, though, as he's flushed out of the pocket. Brought down just around the line of scrimmage. Actually, no, it's a few yards back. Like a big hit at the end of that play. Well, UBC finally able to get some pressure on the quarterback and sacked for about a loss of two. It looks like Yanni Cablis will be the one who gets credit for that. Yeah, the old Saskatchewan connection coming through yeah. there. and. You know, those, those kind of big hits, if they can get a few of those on a quarterback, that those add up over the course of a game, and that makes uh, QBs a little bit happy, makes them, uh, you know, happy feet, get that ball out a little bit quicker, and uh, that just adds, pays dividends over time. So a big chance for UBC to get the ball back, second and 12, and Huskies have been fantastic at converting on these second and long so far. Throwing left across the middle, great defense there, batted away. That pass in the middle intended for Lint, sorry, that was Piok. But Blackwell on the coverage batted it away and prevented it from getting into his hands. So Husky yeah. will be forced to punt. Textbook coverage. Blackwood was prepped for the tackle and he reached around with yep. his right hand and popped that ball out. No pass interference. Beautiful play by Blackwell. That's that's great to see. So both teams will have punted so far in this second half on their first possessions. Stinger will get it off. Good end over end punt. Fielded by Davis, just side the 30, trying to get it on that right side. Missed the first tackle, trying to get the second one. Gets a bit of a block. Ooh, another huge block. He's up across the 50 now. 
Wow, those were two huge blocks on that play. And Davis took advantage, got some speed, couldn't get past the final corner. But again, return about 20 yards there. Yeah, two huge blocks and one very, very smart play by linebacker Riley Jones. He came in and he was in a position and he got his hands up early, yeah. early, early, early on. So the ref had no, you know, there was no opportunity he was going to get called for a block in the back at all. Smart play, Riley. That, that's great to see. So Davis not taking to the house like he usually does. There goes Deschamps and he's got free across midfield. Up across the 40 now. Eventually taken down. Brandon Deschamps getting that space. And once he gets just a little bit, he gets the top speed pretty quickly up across the 40 for a gain of about 20. Yeah. Uh, dividends from banging all night paying off, guys. <laughs> just stepping to the side of the freight train as he goes out on that side. And a, another smart play by Morrison. Again, he was in a blocking position as the wideout and he got his hands up so there was no chance of a penalty call at the end of that strong run. By Deschamps more than doubling his yardage total in this game so far. First and 10 from about the 36. O'Connor right under center. Fumbles the snap. It's on the roof. And it's still free. There's a quick whistle there. Looks like T-Birds will regain possession. And O'Connor just got a little bit antsy there. He started going backwards before he had the ball in his hands. So, yeah, flat feet, happy feet, flat feet, happy feet. <laughs> yeah. Find that happy medium. Yeah, get that happy medium. But heads up play, O'Connor got yeah. in there and uh, he had the ball somewhat secured and he had the presence of mind to shove it back towards the fullback. But, it's kind of uh, like uh, in hockey with a quick whistle. He yeah. just got on it and the ref blew the <laughs> So uh, no loss on that play, but still brings up second and ten. O'Connor fields it, clean snap. Looking across the middle, going deep for Lee in between and... Again, trying to fit it through a very, very tight seam. It was Cook, actually, that had a receiver. And again, just a little lucky to not have that picked off. Yeah, O'Connor really likes to try and find that seam. Yeah, it's like super tight windows. But, uh, yeah, Cook is Cook's having a good game tonight. O'Connor's got some kind of chemistry going with him. But uh, looks like we're going to see about a 43-yard field goal. This would be his longest of the season. If he does make it, his longest so far is 41. He is 7 of, sorry, make that 9 of 11. Low snap, but gets up, and it's definitely got the distance. It's going through, and it is good. Van Gilswick, his longest of the season, about 43 yards, and T-Bird's able to get some more points on the board. 28 to 19 now in favor of the Huskies. Yeah, and uh, great to see Blake Neal. He saw Trevor Casey... That was an awfully low snap, yeah. a bit of a worm burner coming back to him, and he picked <laughs> it up, got it on the tee, and it's so great to see a coach that uh, picks that up, and he gave uh, Van Gilswick a pat on the back, but he gave a great big hug uh, to number 17, uh, Trevor Casey, for uh, playing an instrumental role in getting that three points. Tim Winter passing on the stats again. It was a 40-yard field goal from Van Gilswick. The big play on that one, a 35-yard rush by Brandon Deschamps. And here comes James coming back for the Huskies. Taking a big rush of his own up to midfield. Getting about 25 of his own. Eventually brought down by Chris Adams, but another very strong run on first down by the Huskies. Yep. Well, if, if you want to answer, the, answer yeah. the call, that's the way to do it. And... Uh, can't say enough about uh, James tonight. He's having a he's having a good, strong game, and Chow's somewhat absent. Haven't seen him too much. Handoff again on first down, and again he breaks free up through the middle, up to the 40, and again he's going to get a first down. Is 
James is really having his way in the offensive line and finding him some good holes to run through. Yeah, James is knifing back. The, the offensive line is running zone blocking scheme right or left, and he's just uh, picking the hole as it opens up and getting vertical quick and making some big gains on this drive so far. Coming into this game, Jarvis James had three rushes for eight yards, so uh, he's <laughs> playing a little bit better in this uh, this contest. Just checking to see what his playing time was in this contest. He's going to take it. So no, it can be handoff. Chow this time. He dives up across the 30. I believe that's Chow. No, it's actually uh, Brody Tom or Lalonde, I believe. Andre Lalonde on the carry. It's interesting. Cabalus is mixing it up with uh, big number 65, Evan Johnson, on the offensive line. <laughs> they got a bit of a battle going on on this drive. And, uh, looks like we're getting a measurement on this uh, pickup for Saskatchewan. So, some very strong running on first down by the Huskies. I don't think Burke has passed it yet on this drive. That is one close. Oh, first down for Saskatchewan. Barely by nose. Barely, by a <laughs> flick of leather on the end of the ball, I think. And that was super close. So while UBC gets all ramped up by one long run, Huskies answer back and say, hey, we're pretty good at this rushing business ourselves. They've marched it. Hopefully that line can adjust to some of these, uh, you know, the backside of some of these zone, zone plays. Ball's on the 30 now. Handoff again. But there's some early movement there as a flag flew in the air right at the line of scrimmage. Mitch Barnett brought down the ball carrier after a couple yard gain, but wouldn't be surprised if this goes against the Huskies. No, against the T-Birds actually moving I'm, on their side of the ball. So I'm going to guess uh, that was uh, Mitch Barnett, number nine, because he was in the backfield from the backside super quick. Um, I know he's fast, but <laughs> he got a little bit of time help on that one. So that'll move the ball. Up five yards inside the 25 now, then UBC 24. First and five here, under nine to go yeah. in this third quarter. Major confusion on the defensive line. They yeah. substituted and the guys running on and off. Yeah, a lot of scrambling here, and they're going to hand it off again and free up through the middle. And UBC grabbing that air there is Jarvis James, another fantastic run. Just a split, little bit of a seam, and he was off to the races. For a 24-yard touchdown run. Yeah, a uh, little bit of mass confusion. A, you know, a bit disappointing to see that because you've got a measurement, you've got time to get your personnel and people in that you want. Uh, they might have been waiting to see if it was a first down or not, but uh, they substituted basically the whole D-line out and uh, to no avail. There's play actions as well that Scotchon ran a lot of in that first half where he takes the handoff and... Burko rolled out. They did it again there, and I didn't even know which guy had it. And next thing you knew, Jones was across the end line. So a great run there. A 30-yard rushing touchdown by Jarvis James. 80 yards on four straight rushes. Not a bad drive there by the Huskies. They're now up 35 to 19. Yeah, it's so great having Tim helping us with this tonight. Because uh, wow, what a what a strong rushing performance. And they're just, they're finding the holes in that three-man line. T-Birds are respecting the pass, and uh, the backers are, are not coming. And um, Saskatchewan's adjusted to that. They're taking advantage of it. And uh, let's see, we've got Pinto and 
I think Lee back tonight. Uh, yeah, no Marcus Davis on this yeah, kick Pinto return. Yeah, Pinto and Lee. So 8.39 to go. Still a lot, a lot of time left. Six, down by 16 points, so technically still is a two-score game. See so what Stanger does this time. You're just going to do a normal <laughs> boot as Davis is out of the game. But here comes Pinto, equally dangerous. Got a seam with the middle. Trying to get it through, gets up across the 40 now, still on his feet, he's up to the right side, up across the 50, up across midfield, trying to get past the kicker, he gets a block, he's going on the right sideline, he's left the 20, the 10, still going, Benchler brought down inside the 10, but Trevelle Pinto, the Huskies have avoided the T-Bird kick returners all day, and when they finally challenged him, Pinto made him pay. Wow, love to see that, he's down at the 5, that's a massive return for Pinto, and he... He picked his way through there, and yeah. it's so impressive in seeing the blocking, the clean blocking, and nothing gets a crowd going like a big Yeah, the crowd. crowd's got the UBC chant going right now. They're brought back to life. Pinto took a phenomenal route, cut back to the middle, cut back to the outside, and received a couple of phenomenal blocks, and looked like he was going to get taken down in front of the UBC bench, but he just hit top speed and was going. Here comes O'Connor now on the 10, first and goal. Takes the handoff, going end zone, right back to Pinto, touchdown! Extra goal, it's Malcolm Lee, pulling it in on the slant, and UBC only needs one play to answer right back. Yeah, taking the page of the Saskatchewan's book, a little bit of play action, and uh, quick, quick out of the huddle on that. They got up and got Saskatchewan a little bit unaware, quick slant play, great play call, and that gets them right back in action, 35-25, waiting on the convert kick. So Travell Pinto set it up with a 90-yard kick return and a 10-yard touchdown pass from O'Connor to Lee. Capped it off. Van Gilswick will look to add the extra point. Casey on the hold. Good clean snap. Balls up. There is a flag on the play. Boots it up over the into the big tent that's sitting behind the south end zone. As it stands, 35-26. We'll see with the flag. Offside, uh, off goes uh, against Saskatchewan, so you decline in that. No harm, no foul, and yes, tw 35, 26. What's impressive on that play was uh, Lee was back there blocking all the way down the field on that yeah. play. When they broke the huddle and I saw uh, Pinto and Lee, and I thought, oh, my God, these guys must be just gassed. And a quick little, adding up for a quick little slant play and uh, closing the gap here now. Uh, for UBC. Great answer. And like you said, they finally decided, okay, no Marcus Davis, let's <laughs> let's do a normal kick. They got a lot more dangerous weapons than just Marcus Davis. Yeah. Pinto's uh in the span of two weeks is quietly established or not so quietly established himself as uh one of the most dangerous kick return threats. hundred and three yard yard return yeah. for a TD last week. Ninety right now. It's gotta be yeah close to ninety on that for sure. But I was mistaken. My math was off. It wasn't a two-score game. Still is three. So it's T-Bird down by nine right now, 35-26. And it's been staying all game. Still a lot of time left. Eight minutes to go in this third quarter. You're listening live on CITR Radio 101.9 FM, UBC's campus station, and also Canada West TV live stream. CJ Pentland alongside Brent Calvert for the call. Tim Winter really helping out providing stats today as the T-Birds are converging and Van Gilswick will give this a boot from the 50-yard line. It looks like the penalty was after the play. It's going to be factored into this kickoff attempt here. 
checking out the sidelines. I don't see Marcus Davis over there. We'll keep an update on that, see if we can figure anything out. Van Gielsen's going to give it another big boot. Try and push it just shy of the end zone. Be fielded up across the 10 now. Tackle tripped up by the 50, and the crowd loves that. Good kick return there. Yul Piaf tried to get across the 15, but was brought down. And T-Birds, they've turned some life back into this crowd. Yeah, great way to great way to keep them contained. We'll have a good strong look here now. You know, the I think the word that comes to mind was eviscerated on the last drive with that running game, and uh, I think the <laughs> linebackers are going to have to fill in here. Otherwise, yeah. uh, James could be having a bit of a field day here again. So we'll see what the Huskies do on this drive. We'll hand it off again, going to the right side, and a great tackle that time. See the ball carrier was on that one, and it was James again, but he was going nowhere, tackled for a loss of a couple, and Connor Griffiths having a good game so far. Yeah, smart guy. He used his weight on that play. He got yeah. a hold of him, and then he just let the, the force of nature cargo bay <laughs> open, and uh, it's probably he looks like he's probably like a 280-pound uh, young man, and he, he brought him down hard. That was nice to see. Connor Griffiths, six four, Jarvis James, five eight, so. <laughs> A little bit of a height, eight, eight, eight inches difference there. Burko's going to be passing on second down. Steps forward in the pocket. He's flushed out. He's being chased. Richardson's trying to track him down. Burko has got nowhere to go. And UBC with two phenomenal defensive uh, series of uh, plays there. Hansen eventually brought him down. But coverage downfield had did their job. And the front line did their job as well. And a two and out here. Husky's going to punt. Yeah, those hits we talked about earlier start to add up. And Burko who looked so comfortable in the pocket yeah. earlier as uh, he's he's running. And when he runs out to his left, that's harder to make a pass off of. So uh, great job by the front four and the linebacker core for UBC on that drive. So Stenger is standing at about the one-yard line right now. A couple of Huskies rush right to the line of scrimmage, and Stenger will give it a boot. <laughs> end over end, Davis, he's back there mid midfield, and he'll watch that bounce out of bounds at around the 50-yard line. So... UBC again will start in Saskatchewan territory here. Stenger kicks that one about 50 yards. It's good to see him on the sidelines. Good to see him on, in the game. But, you know, they could almost just put a cardboard cutout of him back there and they'd still <laughs> kick it out of bounds. It's uh, it's uh, got to be nice for the special teams coach to, to uh, have that much respect shown to what he's put together with the Thunderbirds. So you see it will start this drive at the 48. Still down by nine. Under six to go in this third quarter. O'Connor, his last pass went for a touchdown. Hand out to Deschamps here. He gets a bit of space. Rumbles his way forward for about five or so. Lowered his head to get those few extra yards. Eventually Ben Whiting was on the other end of that collision. Yeah, the two trains hitting again. Yeah. Banger and Whiting. Sounds like a law firm. <laughs> Here's second and six now. Ball's just inside the right hash. One guy out right, three in motion out to the left. O'Connor, that's where he's looking, slings it out high up for Cook. He brings it down. He's going to be short of first down yardage, it looks like, though. Just shy of the 40-yard line. Good tackle there by Dylan Camp to stop him in his tracks. As the pass went about a couple, three yards or so, and Cook... Got absolutely nothing after he hauled it down. Yeah, he got absolutely a kidney inspection on that play. 
That was a good hard hit in the back and good on Cook for just hanging on to the ball. That was a tough kick, and it looks like we're going to... Yeah, here comes Van Gilswick out with the boot again. It's going to be uh, Mr. 47 this time. He had lots of leg at yeah, 43. So. say that, yeah. Not much wind. I don't really see any flags to suggest that there would be any wind, but a cool night here. Good snap high up and does have the distance again, and it's up, and it is good from 47, Quinn Van Gilswick on full display tonight. He's having wow. himself a day. Wow. Make a four for four, and that one from downtown, 47 yards. Yeah, take him back to 52. I think he can make it. He's, yeah. he's kicking the ball well tonight. Takes uh, something special for a kicker to really arouse a crowd like that, but he's having himself a day. Four field goals and a nice big rouge as well. He's been part of a fake field goal, and we've said a couple times uh, of the past years where he's been the best player, and yeah. usually that's because UBC's getting pummeled and he's punting the ball well, but tonight he's really helped keep the T-Birds in this game. They're now down 35-29, but here come the Huskies right back at it. They've been answering all day, and they're going to hand it off to James, but again, he didn't get much going there. He stopped after... Maybe a yard or so. Good tackle by Troy Hanton to stop him there. Yeah, and UBC's adjusted. They're the, the front four are uh, putting the pressure, but the linebackers are not dropping out. They're, um, they're putting a little bit of pressure more on the, the DBs for cover, but uh, they're holding their own, and uh, James is knifing back, and he's getting, meet, uh, getting met by a linebacker almost immediately for UBC. Second and eight here. UBC trying to force their second straight two and out. Burkle will be passing. He's got a bit of time. Looking across. He's looking for Hillis. He hasn't seen him in a while. He brings it in. Mitch Hillis. It's almost like he's Mr. Reliable. He, when you need a big play on second down, you just toss it his way and he'll haul it in. And he beats Stavros Castatonis on the coverage down the right side. And Hillis is getting it done again. Good what pass a, by Burko, yeah. What a polished receiver. Yeah. He didn't panic. That's a tough catch. Tip, Tippy-toeing down the sidelines, over top, letting it drop into the basket, uh, making sure he had the ball secured and his feet uh, inbounds. Uh, veteran move. I believe that'll put him just shy of 100 yards. Another pass on first down, and that one's complete out to Lynch. Another first down. That one's close to 20 yards there, and Tell me Termanson was a bit late on the coverage, and Burko, uh, he's saying, hey, don't forget about me. I'm still a pretty good passer. Yeah, and we've seen that uh, Lynch over top of Termanson piece in the first quarter, and they uh, sort of gone back to that side, and it's going to be a little bit of pressure here on Termanson. He's going to have to tighten up that coverage because Lynch, like Hillis, looks like a pretty polished receiver. The defense chant rings through the air, handoff to James. He darts his way around, jumps over a player, and... Gets back to the line of scrimmage. Maybe gets a couple yards. On the tackle there. Looks like it was Yanni Kabalis again who was in there. Yeah, knifed in early. Got him up in the air. And then a little bit of a pancake move from one of the other UBC uh, <laughs> linemen. Give him a press. So bring up another second and long here. Second and seven. But the conversion rate has been... Especially strong. I think on second and long, they've actually been even better than second and short. Here comes Burko again. Passing, looking left. Flush out of the pocket. Going to his right now. He's got some space. He's looking deep to the end zone. Up in the air. Bit of contact. Up in the air. And what a catch there. 
Tevin Godfrey tipped up in the air and on his back and fell into his chest and for good reason all his teammates are coming to swarm him on the near sideline what a play he was battling down there on the right side of the end zone with Troy Hansen and a lot of contact no flags were in the air but Godfrey stuck with it and he deserved that touchdown pass what a job there yeah we haven't called Godfrey's name at all no. tonight and uh he got into a little bit of a slot position battle there with the linebacker, and I thought for sure that one was going incomplete. Yeah. Wow, he, uh, what, a, what a catch. What a catch. He won that battle for sure. He earned that one. <laughs> so Huskies, just like that, answer right back, and Stinger puts that one through, and 42-29. Uh, <laughs> that was a pretty good game here. There's still 17 minutes left of football. Starting to feel like the Winnipeg OK Corral again <laughs> here with the shootout going on. <laughs> Bit of a track meet. And these drives aren't even lasting very long. It's just, yeah, just boom, boom, boom. You know, it's wasting no time. Look at that there. It was a 30-yard completion to Tevin Godfrey from Drew Burko. Off the fingertips and then stuck with it. And that's tip drill perfection right there. Yeah. Up before that, it was 50 yards and two passing plays. One came on second and eight to Hillis. The next to Lynch. Huskies are... Either they're going two and out or they're putting forward a very efficient drive. Yeah, the cat and mouse game. Do yeah. you defend the run? Oh, the play action. Here comes yeah. the pass. They're they're mixing it up well and uh, putting EBC back know. on their heels. I don't know. It's, I must say it's fun, though. This yeah. is a lot of fun. Fun to watch, for <laughs> sure. And this thing, it's let's see what the kickoff does this time. Uh, another hard boot this time into the head to Davis. I don't know if they saw him there, maybe. He was kind of hiding around the 35-yard line, but he didn't have much space to go. Good hands there to grab that, but... It almost seemed like maybe the Huskies were like, oh, no. They actually kicked it to Davis there, but good tackle by Eric Thackerdeen. Stopped them around the 35. Yeah, the, the special teams coach is having a little bit of a talk with the kicker right yeah, now. He's like, you realize you kicked it to. <laughs> yeah, all right. The reigning special teams player of the year. So UBC will start this at the 38, down by 13. Two minutes to go in the third quarter. O'Connor on the left hash, four out to his right, three in motion. Deschamps in motion as well. It's going to pop out to him, up in the in tip drill around the 50, falls to the turf. Again, O'Connor trying to fit it through a tight seam. I think it was Dane Bishop got his hands on it. Yeah, ball's coming out a bit high. And uh, back to that thing that's been plaguing O'Connor intermittently here tonight. <laughs> So second and ten for UBC, trying to avoid a two and out. Trying to respond here. Yeah. They've been hanging tough, but they haven't been able to, they haven't led yet in this contest. So here they come, second and ten from the 38. O'Connor again, good snap, got some time, gets it up for Pinto again, just out of his reach. Is he reached up in the air, could only get a left hand on it. UEC two and out after that, unable to respond. Ben Gilswick will have to punt. Yeah, those uh, those snaps, shotgun snaps are dropping now. They're yep. coming out low pretty consistently, and O'Connor's dipping his head. You know, and it seems like a little thing, but every every millisecond you've got your eyes off of where you're uh, yeah. thinking about going uh, adds to the complexity, and sometimes you hurry the pass a little bit and sail it. And, I think every pass to Pinto has been just a little bit off in this game. They just Those two haven't really been able to click. Oh, a fumbled punt here. Mangoes are going to air it up in the air, trying to find someone, and it's going to fall to the turf. 
Yeah, scrambled boy. play there. Let's see what the ruling is, and it's just going to be an incomplete pass, I think. Uh, there even could have been a chance for Dylan Chap Chapdelaney. I'm not sure he's uh, where he lined up if he would have been an eligible gotcha, yeah. receiver. Uh, Quinn just let that thing fly on a hope and a prayer, and I think his coach probably would have rather seen him just eat yeah. it. But, uh, so the refs are going to confer to see where the ball is going to end up. They do get uh, penalized for an eligible receiver uh, or intentional. So there were a couple flags. So we'll wait the ruling, and and it's going to be against UBC, and those uh, first down markers are heading deeper into UBC territory. Yeah, this battle of field, field position is uh, being won by Saskatchewan yeah, right yeah. now. Right now it's placed at the 39. It looks like that's where they will start. Under a minute to go in this third quarter, 42-29. Huskies trying to tack on to this 13-point lead. Burko's got one guy to each shoulder. They're going to fake the hand off to James. A little dump off this side to Lalonde. He's got some space. Cross the 30, up towards the 20, lowers the head. Goes head on with Loeffler and brought down just shy of the 20. A little dump off pass there off play action. Worked well. Lalonde picks up about 12. Yeah, good high-low tackle. Chris Adams and Taylor Loeffler coming in, but uh, not until after the first down pickup. Ball's currently on the 22-yard line of UBC. See if they can try and stop this Husky offense. Maybe he's trying to hold him to a field goal attempt. First and 10. Hand off to James, and he's wrapped up right behind the line of scrimmage. He lost about a couple yards there. On the tackle there, Dante Vigini in there. Yeah, that's a great way to answer that. They've been doing that to either the, the fake little zone and then a quick pass out the other way or letting the zone run. And Vigini was back there right in time. He, he almost could have taken the handoff. That's a great play. So second and ten here. The last play of the third quarter, it looks like. Burko on the shotgun. The ball's on the right hash. UBC desperately looking for a stop here. Burko's going to be passing. Got some time. He's looking deep to the right side again. Looking for Lynch. Down in the lane. And then he falls down and just out of his reach. He was battling with Termanson. Out on that corner of the end zone. And Termanson won that battle this time. Interesting battle going on with uh, uh, Burko and Loeffler. If you watch them, uh, uh, Burko's given an early lead where he's going. And uh, Loeffler's sliding over. And then he's coming right back the other way. Almost on every play. So, you know, we haven't called Loeffler's lane no, too much tonight really either. And, uh, you know, he's a big-time player. Uh, yeah. We may be calling his name out in the fourth quarter yeah. here. Yeah, two weeks ago he had the uh, game-saving interception in the end zone, and he was defensive player of the week that week as well. And he's got two interceptions. A former Boise State standout coming back north of the border, the Kelowna native. Kelowna Owls, yeah. Kelowna Owls. Well, down to the final 15. Yep. 45 minutes in the books. Two teams will switch ends, so this field goal attempt will be headed to the south goal posts as the Huskies will go from right to left for this final 15 minutes of play. They hold a 13-point advantage. Trying to make it 16 here as Stinger comes out for the field goal attempt. He has yet to miss so far in this one. That's because he actually hasn't attempted a field goal so far in this one. He is 6 for 6 on extra points. Uh, so far this season, though, he's struggled a little bit um, kicking the ball. Uh, 7 for 13 
um, with as long of only 28 yard, yards, so it'll actually be close to his season long. Uh, we've got some stats here. Thanks to Sports Information Director Wilson Wong. Burko, 14 for 19. Very efficient for him, 297 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and just the one uh, sack. And Mitch Hillis has eclipsed the 100-yard mark, five catches for 110 yards. Yeah, it's uh, a good, solid game on receiving and rushing for Saskatchewan. And UBC's rushing is picking up. They're coming on. Uh, nice to see. We just need a little bit of consistency in this fourth quarter. Deschamps yeah. up at 49, as long of 29 in that last quarter. Uh, passing O'Connor is just letting it fly. 19 completions, but 34 t- attempts. He's got 210 yards, one touchdown on that strike to Malcolm Lee. Cook still the top receiver with six receptions, 57 yards. So here comes a 30-yarder. Stenger looking for a season long. Up high in the air. Plenty of distance, and it is good. Make that a 16-point game. 45-29 as Stenger puts it through. Yeah. Continuing good, strong special teams play from EBC. I mean, Travel Pinto, three returns, 126 yards, almost a touchdown on that. Uh, yeah. Compared to the kick return yards for Saskatchewan, uh, about 21 yards total. So, um, on the kickoffs anyway. And on defense, uh, top tackler for UBC is actually Yanni Cabalis in this one. Uh, total four and a half. He's got one sack. Uh, Hansen right behind. He's got four total. And on the other side, Justin Filto has had himself a very strong game. Seven total tackles, including a forced fumble or a strip. He, he took all the way to the house for a touchdown. So he's definitely the front runner for defensive player of the game so far in this one. Yeah, he's had a strong game along with uh, Lance Bashutsky. He's got uh, four and a half tackles as well. So, And off on first down there for the T-Birds. Deschamps powering his way through. Gets about four maybe on first down. As T-Birds still trying to establish that run game. 14 minutes to go in this contest. UBC down 16. So still a two-point, two-possession game. Ball is currently just shy of the 40. So make it about second and six here. O'Connor standing on the left hash. He's got three out to his right. We passing here, looking that way. Got some time, it's going deep. Looking for Morrison, he's got a space, and it's picked off. There is a flag on the play, but it was picked off by Rain. Still on his feet across the 50. Another flag flies in the air at the end of the play, and O'Connor took a hit at the end of that. He's struggling to get up. Yeah, uh, linebacker came on a delayed blitz uh, over his front side. Uh, right on the right side for O'Connor, and he he got a good lick on him. Uh, Connor's doubled over. There's a few flags on the field that I'm seeing here. Yeah, there's one. There was one right around the time of the interception, and one right at the end of it. Morrison did seem to have a step, but the ball was just a little underthrown, and Rain came across and just plucked it right out of the air. UBC's offense is still on the field, it looks like so. Refs are again conferring. Got some claps. Can't tell whether the Saskatchewan fans or not. Looked like pass. I think a pass interference call. We'll get the call over on this side in just a minute. Yeah, refs coming over to talk to the Saskatchewan sideline. That matchup of uh, Morrison on Wren has been productive tonight. Uh, they got. Don't forget, they got the uh, pass interference call on that. 
to set up that touchdown at the end of the first half, and it looks like that's what's happening. Again, UBC again. getting lucky there. It's been a, one other time where a Saskatchewan pass interference call kept the UBC drive alive, and UBC turned that into some points, so we'll try and make them pay again. That's the 11th penalty for the Huskies so far this this contest. Very uncharacteristic of them. UBC has been a lot better in that regard. They only had three for 29 yards. This penalty will put the Huskies over 100 yards allowed on penalties. O'Connor on first down, looking to pass. Gets it up in the air, high up for Watson. He reaches up to go get it, hauls it down. Still on his feet, a couple across the 50. And looks like that should be enough for the first down. Will Watson... Uh, <laughs> O'Connor's making him work. He's making him jump and get those ones, but he's done a good job of hauling them in. And guess who again? Justin Filto in on the play, but uh, Watson is just grinding it out. I can't say enough. If there yeah. was a true grit award, he, uh, he'd he be getting it tonight because he, he's playing super hard at that receiver position. Back into Saskatchewan territory, just across the 50. You can see the breath of all the players out there on the field. O'Connor passing up. He's wide. He's got a wide open there on the reception. Well, Wait to see who that was who emerged from the pile. It was Greg Bocott actually on the reception. Uh, the former quarterback who's coming to a receiver role found a seam and was hit for about a six yard gain. Interesting, that, and we haven't seen any rolls really out of UBC tonight, apart yeah. from that one pressured yeah. uh, rollout. Um, not sure if that's part of the package, but uh, wouldn't hurt. About second and three here. O'Connor passing again. Quick slant on the left side. Pinto's got it this time. Lofted into his chest. And he's got enough for first down yardage. Again, running a good route that got him just along the first down yardage line. Gets about six before pushed out by Filto. Moving the chains. The crowd cheers again for the first down. Yeah, we're just getting into fall. And it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. you can see the puffs of smoke. <laughs> Coming out from everybody. They're, they're breathing hard. Darkness here over Thunderbird City and the lights shining. Friday night lights. O'Connor passing on first down. Got lots of time dumping it off. Deschamps lowers the head, dives forward up towards the 25. Gets maybe six on the play. Comes about second and short. Looks like he's going to be about uh, a couple yards short here. Just under 12 minutes to go. 45-29 Huskies. Listening live on CITR 101.9 and Canada West TV. Should be in for a pretty exciting finish here between these two teams. O'Connor trying to convert on second down. Second and four. Fakes the handoffs. Dishing out to the right side. Up for Morrison. Gets up and gets it. Holds it down and takes it with him to the turf. Just shy of the 10. Good pattern there by Morrison and he beat Ren to that ball. Alex Morrison using all six foot four of him to grab that and good hands there from the big guy. Yeah, if you're going to sail the ball high, he's the guy you want. <laughs> he's climbed the ladder and got that one. Nice catch by, by Morrison and I think uh, you can see the frustration sitting in uh, with with Ren. They've actually switched sides now. <laughs> they've uh, they've moved Ren over to the right side and they've got Lance Bashutsky over there on Morrison now. Ball on the right hash. Morrison Right there on the, on the end around, Watson trying to get some space just across the 10. That's how they scored their first touchdown of the game, but Lance Pashutsky in there to stop him after just a couple of yards. Yeah. yeah, and if you need a you need a gritty run, why not go to Watson? He's giving it <laughs> to you tonight, little little fly sweep from the slot position. 
Nice mix-up in the play call by Barato. Second and seven now. They're just inside the ten. Mentioned earlier, UBC is perfect on the year when they're scoring, when they get into the end zone. But they have had more field goals than touchdowns. Here comes second and seven now. Need to get to the three. O'Connor, a little bit of a low snap, bit of a bubble. Going across on a route. Davis trying to get through. He's going to be about the five-yard line. Looks like a just short. They tried to hit Davis, cutting across the field towards that far sideline. But I think that was Will Watson on that play. Oh, he's up. He's, he's injured. He's uh, going to have to take a knee here, I think. He's hobbling his way out. Yeah, he does take a knee on that far side. Clock stopped with 9.55 to go in this fourth quarter. Yeah, Watson, that's uh, not something you want to see. He took a good shot on his, uh, his side there. He seems to be looking at his lower, uh, lower left leg. But um, he's had a gritty game here tonight. That was his fifth straight completion there. Gone 53 yards so far on those completions. That last one to Watson. He's spreading the wealth around. He's hit Morrison. He hit Watson. He hit Pinto. Yeah, nice to see these completions getting strung together. You know, just under 10 minutes now. We're looking at a 16-point difference in the ball game. So two scores, two two-point converts uh, to get back into a tie position. It's kind of kind of forget about it but again UBC has let up a pretty huge amount of points again for the second straight contest they let up 48 last week and already let up 45 they've allowed uh, 440 yards of total offense uh, pretty even split between pass I guess obviously passing more 297 through the air and on the ground um, just take that up uh, 154 so Watson is up. He's getting a bit of help off the field, but he is on his feet and walking. So hope for the best for him. And we'll keep an eye out to see if he's back on the field. We'll see who, who's come in to replace him here. It's third and two, UBC, and like there seem to be no hesitation. They're not settling for a field goal. Ball is on the five-yard line. And they need two yards for a first down, five for a score. Flag on the play. They're going deep in the end zone. He's got a man. Davis holds it in for the touchdown. There was a flag on the play right at the line of scrimmage. And the ref is waving his arms in the air. Well, he's got that look on his face like the crowd might not like this one. Offside. Oh, offside. UBC. So... That touchdown is all for naught. It was a beautiful play design. Davis just used his speed and burst his weight up the near corner of the end zone. And it's all for naught as the ball is back. Almost criminal. They put Davis out there on Ren after he had a hard time handling Morrison. Yeah. And, uh, uh, UBC is still not going to settle for a field goal, it looks like, though. They're still going for it. It's still third down. They're going to need seven now to get the first down. And they're going to need 10 for the touchdown. Morrison and Pinto. It looks like Cook as well on the near side. Three in motion to the right. O'Connor backpedaling. He's out to 25 now. Dishes it up. Up in the air. Batted around. Ooh, almost a bit of a pinball into a UBC receiver's hands. But that pressure from the Huskies 
forced O'Connor into a not ideal pass and a big play there stops the T-Birds on third down and the turnover on downs. Lance Paschutski causing the havoc there for the Huskies. Yeah, diving in on the ball. The ball careened right off the top of his helmet and almost into Pinto's hands. <laughs> that would have been a, a highlight Quite the play. touchdown, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so UBC needs a stop here. Down by two possessions, 45-29. They have manufactured a couple big two and outs so far in this one. If they ever need one, here's another one to get. Hand off to James going on the right side. He's going to maybe get back to the line of scrimmage, but good pursuit there. It looked like Yanni Cablis again, who's playing very strongly tonight, had a big tackle. And it's interesting play. Where they've been knifing in most of the night, Cablis was patient. Let him make his move, and once he made his move, he used the sidelines and just escorted him over to the, the sideline. Smart play by Cablis. They're saying he got about two yards here, so second and eight. Would not be surprised if Mitch Hillis is on the end of another pass here. Burko in the shotgun. He's got Jones, sorry, James right to his left, faking out to him, swinging out there to Piuk, trying to go on a or screen pass, and he's going to get close to first down yardage there. Well-designed play there by the Huskies, and they're signaling that's a first down. Yep. Wide receiver screen just uh, dipped in behind the two slots, some good blocking, and uh, definitely picked up the first down on that play. Smart play ball, yep. play call by Saskatchewan, taking advantage of a... Well-designed screen, yeah. yeah good, good call in that uh, down and distance situation. So big second down conversion there by the Huskies. Keeps some more time ticking off the clock. Under eight to go now. First and ten from the 23. Burko in the shotgun. Hands it off to James. Trying to find somewhere to go, but wrapped up again really quickly by a swarm of blue jerseys. Probably short of the line of scrimmage again. Connor Griffiths, the big guy in there, stopping him short. Yeah, James spun around, and all he saw was number 91. <laughs> <laughs> Arms wide open, coming Just to waiting for him. Yeah. So another second and long, and saying it all game, but Huskies have had no problem converting those. Yeah, you know what, Towers being around as a coach as long as he's had, yep. he's, he's seen it all. He's got and, plenty uh, of tricks up his sleeve. He also hopes he's got a pretty good set of receivers as well. Burko is passing here. Looking deep down the field, up to the air, and finding a seam there was Lynch in between four blue jerseys. Just a great route there, and Burko just hit him right in the chest. And again, no problem there converting. Stavros Castanosis brought him down. Yeah, smart play call. They're, uh, you nailed it. They're, they just seem so comfortable in that situation. They've got a nice deep playbook to go to, and uh, the players definitely are executing well on that uh, you know a down where usually a lot of people get quite nervous yeah. and jittery. Burko has been very composed all game he's had himself quite the game again handing it off on first down James diving forward gets a couple yards there seems like the Huskies are seem quite content to just run it on first down and then try and get the first sec first down through the air Yanni Cablis on the tackle stopping him after about a pickup of five or six Defense is getting the call. Taking a lot of time off the clock here. Just over six minutes to go now. Fourth quarter. You can see still down 16. Ball right in the middle of the field. Burko with three guys to his right. Going to hand it off again. Lalonde up the middle. He's going to be stuffed. And it'll be about a couple yards short of first down yardage. 
About the 48-yard line. Mitch Barnett in there, sticking him in his tracks. Yeah, it's a, a quite impressive for Saskatchewan. I mean, they're hitting that, uh, you know, shotgun snap uh, handoff, little zone play. But uh, they're not getting contact on the first wave out of the defensive line. It's the linebackers stepping in and filling. So good job on Saskatchewan O-line uh, tying up the, the D-line and uh, making that initial hole to get pick up those initial first yards. So UBC does eventually force the punt, but Huskies do take about a couple minutes off the clock. Valuable seconds ticking away. 5.30 now. Stinger will get this one up high in the air. Davis back to retrieve it. Heading to his right. Fielded at the 25. But Huskies, very good coverage downfield. There was a whole bunch of white jerseys waiting to drag him to the turf. Not much of a return there for Davis. He's held in check. Yeah, well, this will be a good test uh, for this young yeah, team. Yeah. Seeing uh, Emmett Timms in on the tackle for Saskatchewan on that kick, on that punt. And I think Blake Nell would say, yeah, this is part of the maturation process, right? Bringing in the culture. Totally. And uh, you know, working with a short clock, and they've got, uh, is it Cook that went out earlier that was injured? Uh, Watson. Watson, yeah. And he's back in there. Watson's back in. That's great to see. So UBC did score uh, at the end of this first half in a, just about a minute, so... Let's see what they can do here. 5.24 to go in this fourth quarter. Down by 16. We'll be starting at their own 29. Looks like we're at the media timeout now, so refs are getting a bit of a break, and UBC will confer a bit. Saskatchewan, they're just eager. Their defense is lined up and waiting to take on this UBC offense. Yeah, they've come out. They've already switched uh, Bashutsky over to the uh, right-hand side for UBC, and... They've taken uh, Taylor Wren and put him over on the backside. They think they've had enough of the Alex Morrison <laughs> uh, show that's been going on over there. But uh, maybe maybe that'll open something up on the backside for Pinto uh, or Lee, who've been working over there tonight. So UBC breaks another huddle. Let's see what they've drawn up for this last portion of the game. Four out to the left. Ball's on the right hash. Morrison out, lined up. On the right side, the lone guy there. O'Connor looking through the middle, hits high up in the air. Cook trying to backtrack, and he's trying to find somewhere to go eventually. I think it was Dale who brought him down. Yeah, Donovan Dale, yeah. Pancake Always time. hustling. He's hustling right back, and Cook turned one way, nowhere to go, turned back, and he's right into a big number 92. Pick up about seven, second and three now, under five. O'Connor, clean snap, looking left, short throw, looking for Cook again, finds him for the completion, and close to first down yardage, and looks like it will be enough. It's just shy of the 40. Yeah, Taylor Wren's given uh, uh, Travell Pinto a big cushion over there. They yeah. keep throwing that slant in front of him. I wonder if they're going to try and bait him, because, uh, <laughs> oh, now they're switching it back again. <laughs> Keeping it Plenty fresh, games, they'd yeah. say. UBC's hustling up to the line. 440 now. They're up at the 40-yard line of their own. They got 70 yards to go if they want to cross the line. Clean snap. O'Connor bucking back. Got some time. Pressured now. Gets it up in the air. Picked. Oh, it's tipped. It's up in the air. And it's coming oh. out. Oh, a fumble. And it's actually working out for UBC. Oh, just fumble Ruski there. Is <laughs> no one wanted the ball, it seemed. <laughs> uh, let's see if I can remember all the numbers. So... 
I got that right. It was into the hands of this Husky player, and I had to guess that it might have been Rain. Yeah. And then it popped out. Donovan Dale. And, and yeah, his hands into. And down about 10 yards into Husky territory. And yeah. Cook, or Lee picked it up and dashed forward for a few more. So UBC ended up on the end of that one. And Coconner is right back at it, firing it down. Fake that pass. He's getting on the run to the left side, and he had absolutely nowhere to go, so he just stepped out of bounds. Yeah. Pressured there by Whiting. Yeah, I thought he'd lost the handle on that ball when he yeah. to throw it. It's like he decided at the last split second to keep it. Yeah, when you get out here uh, close to the ocean, there's a lot of moisture in the air. It's pretty slippery down there, and it's evidenced by that last play. Yeah. That's going to be a fun one to look at yeah. some video on again later. So a loss of three on that scramble, second and 13. UBC's probably in third. And there's another fumble on the ground. It's on the turf. O'Connor trying to pick it up and trying to make something out of it. But another quick whistle. And O'Connor again seemed to just get a little too ha happy there and backpedaling before he really had it control the ball. And again, it's going to be a loss. And that's going to be a third in about 20 yeah, that's a turning into a, a big turn of events there. Comedy show, and I think you called it. Yeah, just a little bit of moisture. Trying to do a bit too much. A little bit of fatigue and a little bit of uh, yeah, trying to trying to do things a bit too quick here. So this is probably the game right here. UBC needs a conversion if they want to keep their hopes alive. O'Connor, he's on the run this time, rolling on to his right. He's looking deep down the field, up in the air towards the sideline. Morrison tried to haul it in. He was hit as he went up. But it falls to the turf. It was double coverage there for the Huskies and incomplete pass. And it looks like the Huskies, if they can close out this game, they heading for a win. Coverage there. Brett Beckler for the Huskies. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, seeing that role play finally uh, in that, was it uh, third and 20, just about 20 yards that they were looking for. And thing is, buys enough time to, to get downfield a little bit more for the receivers. The thing is that Morrison would have had a tough time even getting his feet in bounds if he did catch it. It was didn't have too much of a chance there. And yeah, just O'Connor just seemed a little bit off with his precision. Maybe it's just a little bit slippery. Maybe could be a number of factors. Maybe we'll be able to talk to him after the game. Handoff on first down for the Huskies and James just dives back towards the line of scrimmage right at midfield. Connor Griffiths in there. He'll bring the three-minute warning. So we got 2.36 to left to go in this fourth quarter, and Huskies in command with a 45-29 lead. They've been pressured at times, but have always been able to answer the call and haven't trailed this entire game. I think UBC, if they can, you know, if they can hold them here, they're going to get uh, a shot, at least a chance to... Maybe get a score and then attempt a short kick if uh, stranger things have happened. Yeah, everything went according to plan. But um, Saskatchewan has shown they're not afraid to, uh, in what we might think is a safe run situation, just to tuck it down and pass it. Um, nine yards seems like nothing for these guys tonight. So about second and nine here, at right at midfield, two twenty on the clock. Burko in the shotgun here. See what he decides to do. He will be passing. Flushed out of the pocket. Going to his left now. Being chased down by Griffiths. Dives just out of his reach. Trips and got just enough of them to bring him down. It was Boyd Richardson. 
it was correct. No, Tremont Levy. He's going to get credit for the sack there as Burko tackled for about a loss of three or four. Yeah, good effort by Levy. He uh, he got tied up inside. Just enough on his feet, yeah. Just enough of him to trip him up and force this punt. So I think UBC called a timeout there. Stops the clock with 2.06 to, on the clock. They're still down by six, 16, so need a little bit of help, but what was the old CFL model? No lead is safe. <laughs> it's a lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, after we've seen the ball exchange hands yeah, really, two or eh? three times on one play, it uh, wouldn't surprise me. And uh, well, I wouldn't be surprised if Stenger just booted it right at the bounds here on this punt attempt, as opposed to giving any <laughs> chance for Davis to return it. Yeah, they've shown them tonight when they uh, kick it down the middle. UBC can be dangerous on any type of special teams return. So Stenger will give it a boot here. He's standing around his own 35-yard line. Cleans, gets it off cleanly high up in the air and angled. Very good kick. Puts towards the near sideline. Davis trying to find somewhere to go, but he's got some space actually. Going to the left side. Still on his feet. Got it wrapped up. But still trying to go on that left side corner. He's still going across the 30. But Huskies very persistent on that. Uh, Davis looked like he might have made something happen. But eventually Eric Thackerdine tracked him down. Uh, Davis <laughs> causing a little bit of excitement and probably a little bit of panic here on that Saskatchewan sideline. But very good tackling there in the end. Yeah, a couple of men to beat there. Nice return by Davis. Certainly helps the team out. Minute 48 left uh, to go here, and we'll see what UBC's got in the book for this situation. So here they go. They got minute 48, trying to make something happen. O'Connor's going to be passing across the middle. Hits D or Watson up around the 45, dives forward. see hustles towards the line. Yeah, they've got completely empty backfield, five receivers out on the course. Pick up about... 20 or so on that. Whistle blows, and UBC's right back in action. O'Connor back to pass across the middle again, looking for Cook, and he's wide open in the middle of the field, up towards the 40. He's stopping his tracks, eventually brought to the turf, but again, a big pickup of about 25 yards. And UBC will briefly have the clock stop as they move the chains, and you can bet as soon as they uh, blow that whistle, they'll be right back at it. Shane Buchanan on the tackle of that one. And uh, timeout Saskatchewan, it looks like they want to get things organized, it looks like, as UBC just gained about 50 yards in two plays. They're not saying die yet. Yeah, they're, uh, they're sitting back in a bit of a prevent, and UBC's just picking them, up, picking them somewhat uh, three-quarter length deep in the middle. And uh, good, good call by Saskatchewan, kind of stop the momentum, yep. break it up, kind of like icing the kicker. Yeah. Yeah, the game is still very much in their grasp uh, as long as they play uh, steady football, which they've done for most of this game. They should be on coast to victory, but, you know, as stranger things have happened, and UBC uh, could easily just throw a touchdown on this next play. And yeah, UBC uh, converted an onside kick last last game, and the way the ball's slipping around right now, yep. who knows, an onside kick could turn into a touchdown maybe. Who Surprise, knows? Surprise, maybe we'll <laughs> see a hook and ladder play. Yeah. <laughs> Flicker. 
bring out the old trick book. We've already seen one trick play. It's been a lot of, it's a really fun game. A couple of interceptions, fumble return for a touchdown, fake, fake kicks, some great touchdown runs, some great touchdown throws, a great catch by Godfrey in the end zone. Here comes O'Connor now, back at his 50, flush out of the pocket, rolling to his left, flag on the play. He's going end zone, going deep into double coverage, up in the air and falls down harmlessly to the turf. You know it's picked off. Yeah. <laughs> it's another catch in the end zone. Brett Beckler seemed to catch that one. The second Husky to catch a ball while lying on the turf, it seems, in that north end zone. And that flag is going to be against UBC. So Huskies will officially get the ball back and looks like they'll put this game to bed. Yeah, looks like that. I'm assuming that was a holding call uh, on UBC with... Yeah. Uh, O'Connor getting flushed out to his left and again throwing into double coverage maybe not something uh, no you'd advise <laughs> but the the weird bounce straight up in the air and down onto the stomach of the uh, Saskatchewan player an unfortunate way for things to stand for UBC tonight yeah didn't get out to the great start we'll obviously touch on this after the game ends a little bit more and Looks like they had the ball rolling their way, but Huskies really held tough. They'll try and cap this one off strong. They got a good run there on first down, get about five or six yards. Again, it looks like it was James on the carry before being brought down by Loeffler. James has got to be pretty close to that 100. Oh, yeah, he's well over 100 yards. 134 on the evening, averaging 7.4 per carry. Very strong day for him out of the backfield. Yeah, impressive as a runner. There's no hesitation on those cutbacks. And yeah. He's, he's gaining vertical yards every time uh, he's running. UBC calls a timeout here. Try and nice to see Loeffler get down there and get in on the tackle. And yeah. he, you can tell he's frustrated just by his body language yeah. and he's slamming the guy down to the ground. He's, he's probably not happy with how this has gone tonight. Yeah, past two games, UBC is allowed, see what my math is right now, 93 points. So... Uh, Obviously, they got a little bit of work to do. Their offense can only do so much, and as evidence today, when O'Connor can't do it all by himself. Yeah, it hasn't been the you know there's there's been bright spots and good stretches of time for the UBC defense, but uh, you know they're uh, looking at Saskatchewan that's got a you know they're middle of the pack on their offense, strong rushing game, but. Uh, you think about the numbers coming out of Calgary that we're seeing this year. Yeah. Uh, it's like video to, game numbers. You want to win in the West, uh, you know, you're going to have to be the best. And uh, Calgary's solid on the running game and the passing game. Yeah, I was looking before, and it's, it's, it is video game numbers. They're averaging over 700 yards of offense per game. Uh, I think they're rushing at around 300 yards per game. It's just phenomenal. And obviously, they lost their head coach, Blake Nill, but they still got that amazing group of players, Mercer Timmis, Andrew Buckley, um, Rashad Simonize, uh, they are dominant to say the least. Handoff and second down and James is going to get the first down there with another strong run. Captain off a good game for him. UBC's he's got no more timeouts left. Yanni Kablis again there getting a, another tackle. He's been strong for the T-Birds in this one, but uh, in the end uh, haven't really been too much of a match for this strong Husky offense. So far, they have put up, look up the exact amount. Um, yeah, those first 
first-year tackles by the, the line. Just uh, yeah. They're just not getting there quick enough tonight on James. Over 450 yards of offense so far for the Huskies. Very strong balance of passing and rushing. They're going to run it again. James gets a couple yards there on the handoff. Connor Griffiths bringing him down. He's had a strong game tonight, Connor Griffiths. Uh, mm -hmm. Not a name we're normally calling out so much, but uh, tonight he's there and he's 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 laid it out. He's holding his arms. He's breathing hard. Good to see him. Uh, good to see that effort out of Connor tonight. A last Lesko T-Birds chant. They want to see him even get the ball one last time. Clean snap, hand it off to James again. He'll get, it's like back to the line of scrimmage. Stop the clock, 17.3 seconds to go. So Huskies that far away from their second straight victory. It's like both teams will end up two and two. The Huskies are holding their helmets in the air on the near sideline, waiting to celebrate this last victory as the final seconds will tick off the clock down to five and they'll do one last possession, one last kneel to just solidify the victory and Burko takes it puts his right knee down on the turf and that does it very strong game from the Saskatchewan Huskies can't say it was a never in doubt because UBC really uh, pushed them for that second and third quarter but in the end very good performance by them and uh, they're right back in the mix after an 0-2 start they're back at 2-2 two and two. and UBC uh, after two very strong weeks uh, their defense again just couldn't get it done and they're 2-2 two and two as well right in the middle of that Canada West pack yep with uh, home dates coming up with Alberta and then again with Manitoba yep uh, it's going to be uh, would have been great walking out of here with sole possession of second place tonight yep. but uh, that, that wasn't in the cards so Alberta is currently at two and two. Looks like they lost earlier today to Manitoba. We've got a final score on that one for you. So that means there's four teams right now at two and two. Uh, UBC, Alberta, Manitoba, and Saskatchewan. Regina is zero uh, and three, and Calgary's three and zero. Um, those teams will square off tomorrow, and uh, don't want to guarantee a Calgary victory, but uh, they are definitely rolling right now and poised to be sitting atop the uh, Canada West standings there. The reigning uh, number one uh, spot in this latest CIS rankings. And UBC's a little bit lucky. I think they don't have to play Calgary again this season. Yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, four-way log jam at second place at the end of the world. No, uh, yeah, top four teams make the playoffs. Yeah, so... So yeah, next week, uh, Saturday, October 3rd, they'll be in Edmonton to take on Alberta. That game will be on uh, Shaw TV. Um, and then there'll be a week off for Thanksgiving. And then uh, we'll be back here at Thunderbird Stadium taking again that same Golden Bear team. Uh, it's a very vastly improved Alberta team. They're not the team from a couple years ago who could barely even win a game. They're a legit contender now. Uh, so, yeah, Alberta, Saturday, October 17th, 2 p.m. start on CITR 101.9 FM and Canada West TV. Back in Saskatchewan to take on these same Huskies in what will surely be 
another hotly contended contest with two teams probably battling for playoff positioning and then the final game of the regular season Halloween Halloween afternoon 1 p.m. and who knows maybe we'll see some playoff football here at Thunderbird Stadium uh, four games in to the season halfway done it's uh, <laughs> such an unbelievably short regular season and uh, <laughs> every week it really does matter so much Donovan yeah. Dale shaking hands down I believe yeah, great to see. Got the final stats from the evening, and uh, great job by Saskatchewan. Some very efficient, I think it's the best way to put it. Drew Burko didn't pass a lot. He uh, wasn't set out to set the completions pass record uh, for Huskies. All in one evening, he'll definitely break that this season. But 16-21, 325 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. A uh, very clean game from him. Uh, he really took charge, and Jarvis James complimenting him very well. 26 rushes for 159 yards, um, sorry, 155, and two touchdowns, averaging six per carry. And uh, Mitch Hillis, uh, we've talked about him all game long and his ability, uh, just always very reliable. Five catches, 110 yards, and Julian Lynch, a very strong game as well. Four for 88. Yeah, it's... Uh it's quite, uh, quite amazing looking at some of those averages for Hillis and Lynch. Big, big plays, and then uh, the rushing yardage is unbelievable. Six-yard rush average for Jarvis yeah. James tonight, and uh, we don't even have Chow on the yeah. on the sheet, which is <laughs> something we're not used to. But uh, you know, the glimmers of hope in here for for UBC. Uh, it's, there, there's some good things that are happening. Deshaun, I think, had a great game. Yeah, tonight. he a couple yeah, of probably his best game of the season. Yeah, long of a 29 run and that 6.6 average. That's nothing to to sneeze at. So, uh, Marshall Cook, good gritty game out of him tonight. Will Watson, likewise, and then our short small window uh, expert with Malcolm Lee. So, and of course the. Don't forget about Quinn Van Gilswick. Yeah. Uh, he contributed majorly on the scoreboard tonight. Uh, excellent kick game. And you know, that return game from UBC, I think every other team in this league would be envious about the special team returns. Yeah. They're pretty solid there. So. Huskies did, for their part, uh, do their best to keep them in check. Uh, when they did challenge them, UBC did burn them, but uh, they got creative. And uh, Brian Towers, um Showing why he's one of the top coaches uh, in the Canada West, maybe even in CIS history. But yeah, it's uh, O'Connor definitely passing the ball a lot. At another very strong game in terms of yardage, but uh, just seemed a little bit off. Maybe he was just trying to do a little bit too much. Uh, a number of factors. Uh, we got Ola and Tim heading down to the field to try and track down Coach Blake Neal for... Uh, for an interview. Once we see that, we'll patch down to the sideline, actually, see if they can hustle up. This is Neil is talking to Howard Samara right now. Yeah, definitely things to build on. I think we'll hear that, uh, what we heard the last time, bringing that culture change in, uh, helping the young team advance. So Blake Neil now two and two in his UBC career. We'll patch down right now as they're going to get in the interview scrum. Want to promote and earn a win and not have 
one given to him. Why so flat to come out, do you think? Um, I wish I could tell you. Maybe, maybe inexperience with the with the situation. Maybe believing that um, you know. Maybe believing that uh, you know you are the number six team in the country, right? I, I hope I hope it wasn't taking the Saskatchewan program for granted because you know, as an experienced coach, I know that they're going to come out and play hard and physical. That's just the culture of their program. That's the kind of culture that we need here as well. Issues today with at center, the, some of those snaps seemed awfully low, and Michael was just yeah. Was well, what happened is um, is we had uh, we had uh, to make a change on the offensive line and move uh, and do a transition to center, and and we had to do it at the at the last twelfth hour type thing, and and unfortunately it um, there we we need better. You're right. We need better consistency there for sure. Big plays too. The sideline oh. pattern by 81. He kept yeah. you guys up. Well, he they they did a good job putting Loeffler in man coverage. You know, we need Loeffler to just be the guy who's playing over the tight top. You know, patrolling the patrolling the secondary and and they you know their formations locked him into man coverage and he's not a man coverage guy especially when he has to cover two-thirds of the field with one player right have you coached a team in your career that mirrors this one in the fact that you could say we beat Lavelle on the road we, we won a shootout when we had to win in the fourth quarter in Manitoba yet we can't oh. put the performances together at home that absolutely how the big thing is is that this is a team that's growing, and and it shows the the fact is is that you know we're we're making big plays at times, but it, it's it's a youth situation as well, right? And and that's why I that's why I keep coming back saying I need my veteran players to provide some leadership here. Uh, we have we have a lot of youth in key situations that um, that aren't you know that just don't have the game experience and you know probably they need experience and um, but they're our best chance to win and I don't have any problem playing young players and you know maybe I need to play a few more last question for yeah. me is with the stops and starts now that you've gone through in, in, yeah. in, the, in these games do you have enough time in this three game window to be in full flight once the once the playoffs start we, we have to be you know like you're again you're seeing signs like you're you're seeing indications that our offense is moving ball. We're starting to get a glimpse of a running attack going, um, and and our special teams for the second straight week has played outstanding and resulted in in points for us. Um, right now, our, our biggest concern that I'm you know where where I'm actually focusing on is in in our um, you know on our defense. You know, and we knew our secondary was could be an issue. You know, we we knew that, but but we've got to find a way to to try and make teams, um, you know, earn their scores, not not big plays as you mentioned. Yeah. Thanks, Coach. All right. Thanks, Howard. Yeah. Quick, quick me, Coach. Um, coming off a week, a game like this, how do you approach the next week? Do you kind of go down, go into the film room and break it down play by play, or do you tell the boys just kind of put it in the bin? Work on, uh, no, no, not a chance, man. Like this is a game that I'm not saying I'm not saying that we deserve to win this game. I'm not saying that, but we made mistakes that did not put us in a situation to at least have a chance to win. 
and uh, this is a this is a game where we we've got to learn from. You know, this is a game where where I'm going to go back and look at the film, and I'm going to look at the guys who I feel, you know, hung in there, played every snap, or and vice versa. And then we're going to make we're going to make changes to move forward with that with this game. You probably have some stern words for your team today. Uh, what are you going to say to them after this? Well, no, I I've already talked to him. You know, I, I told him just what I said that it's disappointing. Anytime you lose, it's disappointing. You know, and and um, it's it's a it's a process we're going to have to go through. We we just need to realize that the teams. What what I I don't mind coming out at the wrong end of the scoreboard when I know that most of their success was attributed to them executing and um, right now it, it's not all their it's not all our opponents that are leading to points we're, we're making key mistakes that we we can't and until we get those ironed out we're gonna have a tough goal would you say that that's like a trend that's going on with uh, your team um, right now because like every single game for the past few weeks in the third quarter you always tend to like the defense just collapses all the time so like well would you say that that's like a trend that's going on right now like something you need to fix right now uh, it's not a trend I think what it may be is we're gonna have to realize that the athletes that we have maybe do, cannot play the kind of defense we're asking for the entire time and we're gonna have to go to a uh, uh, maybe a more of a bend but don't break type approach. Thank you. That's head coach Blake Neal down there with his post game remarks. And uh, I don't know, Brent, I, I think we both could agree. We enjoy how he always tells it as it is. Uh, he's not going to sugarcoat anything, especially after a loss. And uh, he knows what his team needs to do. And uh, he knows the specific things. It's not the gender, general cliches as well. Yeah, I think he, uh, you know, he's been uh, a little more forceful tonight with the team when they uh, got into the kneel down after the game. He was, uh, from where I was sitting, it looked like he was calling a few players out. He was pointing to a few, and he alluded to the fact that uh, he needs to find uh, those players that performed well and those players that didn't. And uh, inside of his comments tonight, he said he's not afraid to make changes to the players or to the scheme, and, and he is zeroing in on the defense. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they play out in Alberta. Yep. So they're right back at it next Saturday. Yeah, in Edmonton, uh, definitely an opportunity for a bounce back to get back in this Canada West playoff race. Uh, but yeah, tonight was a 45-29 defeat at the hands of the Saskatchewan Huskies, and uh, for all UBC's blunders, uh, not taking anything away from, uh, not taking anything away from the Saskatchewan Huskies performance. Some UBC fans, if yeah. there's a few too many offsides in that contest, I think, but letting us know <laughs> the post-game reaction from the fans here. Yeah. Well, uh -oh, there we go. Uh, yeah. So, it, you know, again, all fixable problems. He knows he's got a young team, and he alluded to, you know, the, the scheme just may not be right, the right fit for the people he's got. He singled out uh, the comment on Loeffler. Uh, you can imagine with Hillis. And um, uh, Lynch, Lynch on the on the field that uh, he was tied up in a lot of man coverage tonight, and uh, I think that's why we weren't calling his name on the tackling as much yeah. as we normally have. So uh, every confidence they'll make the changes, and every confidence uh, we'll see uh, who comes out of that logjam at uh, yep. two and two uh, coming into next weekend.
was a fun evening of football. A lot of good things happened in that one, and uh, look forward to being back here in two weeks. Uh, thanks for everyone who tuned in tonight. Uh, we hope you'll be back with us in the coming weeks. Uh, we're back on CITR 101.9 FM. Uh, football two weeks from now, and also hockey's coming up soon uh, in the CITR season. And on Canada West TV, you can catch all Canada West sports and UBC sports on the live stream. So thanks very much again for tuning in. For myself, CJ Pentland, alongside Brent Calvert, Olamid, and Tim doing a great job with the stats, and then Jason Wang back in the studio as well. And for everyone else here, helping along with the production, uh, thanks all for tuning in tonight, and have a good rest of your evening. Do you like laughing? Hilarity? <laughs>